I V M. So it's been another great week on IVM where we try to get you the best podcasts that are around. This week on the Pragati Podcast, we have management and mint columnist Karthik Sashidar who joins Bhavan and Hamsani to talk about elections and voting. On Shunya One, we have Samir Pitarwala, the founder of Culture Machine, talking about streaming content online and at Creations of Tech, his journey with setting up Culture Machine. On IVM Likes, we have Abbas Janam and Naveen talking about the meme culture. On the Vishal Gundal Show, Vishal welcomes Vivek Bhargav, CEO of iProspect to Communicate, one of the foremost digital advertising companies in the country. On Keeping It Queer, Naveen interacts with queer filmmaker Pradipta Ray, who opens up about what it was like to identify as trans in a culturally affluent household. On Who's Your Mommy, we tackle the weird advice literally everyone gives to new moms. On Cyrus Says, we have Gauri Devi Dayal, an ace entrepreneur responsible for starting several awesome restaurants in Bombay. On Sonology Sonology, a unique agony ant call-in show, Sonu helps his listeners on how to potty train their dogs. It's been a great week on IVM and we hope that you can check out as many of these shows as you can. And now let me get you onto your show. Friends, I'm sitting today with a man who can tell you how can you buy happiness. Yes, he can tell you how can you buy happiness. He has come from a very, very interesting background, was a sportsman at one point of time and today is already excelling in the sport, started his first tech company in the early dot-com era, has done it all in the digital advertising space, but today has transitioned into a much broader role of advising startups, being incorporated with all kinds of ads, agencies, the digital world. He travels the world, he gives gyan, he gives TED Talks. And I think one of the most amazing qualities of my guest today, uh, who is none other than Vivek Bhargava, is he's humble to the core. You can meet him, have a chat with him, and he can tell you the most gyani things of all time. Uh, welcome to the show, Vivek. <laughs> Thanks, really Vishal. excited to have you here. Thanks, Vishal. So, I mean, we now know each other again for quite some time. I mean, years back. I think we first got introduced when through our friend PK or before that? I think before that. I think before we've that. known... Yeah, I even think the digital that. marketing days, India games. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. This like much before that. Much before that. But you started your company like fairly early. This is what like your first company, 1994, 95? 97. So tell me more about that company. So basically what happened was that... Uh, uh, so I'll give you a background how entrepreneurship happens like in business families, right? So I still again, remember... Your family was in this whole music business, business right? Business, so again, right? has got nothing right? to do with tech. So I must have been like 10, 11 years old. I was sitting on the dinner table with my father. And my father asked me this question. And you are the only... Uh, no, I have two brothers okay. and one sister. So both of them are in the family business per okay. se. And uh, so basically what happened was this conversation happening. And he says, Bita, you, do you know the difference between a job and business? I said, you know, you're 10 years old, right? He says, no. He says, see, in a job, you have to always basically spend less than what you earn. In business, you can spend one crore rupees a day. But all you have to do is earn more than that. So I thought to myself, 10 years old, I say, yeah, that's I'm going to do business. That's a very I'm going to do business because I want to spend a crore rupees a day. So I think that seed of entrepreneurship gets set. 
very very early in in business families so right by the way, I, I tell tables. exactly the same thing to my kids because <laughs> these are all you know the millennials who are all on the apps and they all want to be millionaires and billionaires and my point is guys if you want to be billionaires the only way you can do that is by starting a company no <laughs> job can make you a millionaire or a billionaire today absolutely in fact one of the sayings that has always motivated me uh, in the tough times of entrepreneurship that an entrepreneur spends a few years of his life like most people won't so he can spend the rest of it like most people can't yeah <laughs> that's that's an amazing <laughs> way but you know coming back to this and i know i remember i had met you again i think in the early days of dot com but there was one thing which kind of really took you to the next level and it is the most famous muchchad paan shop online <laughs> i know it was like sab log bol rahe the ki ye paan wale ka bhi website ban gaya india mein yeah, it was yeah. on i think news on print on television so how did you go and convince one paan wala ki bhaiya i want to make a website of yours how did that happen So basically, what happened was that uh, those were the early days, 1997. Like dot com was like not even a word in India, right? I would go for pitches and try to sell that you should make a website. And after three hours of that, the guy says that I'm convinced. And before I could say yep, he says I'm convinced that we should get internet connection for our office. So then, instead of basically selling a website, I would be selling internet Inter- connections for VSNL, yeah. right? So. So basically, what happened was that I was in front of this panmala, and uh, uh, we used to go there as friends. Um, this is a very pan, famous pan shop. Very huh? famous pan shop, and my friend used to live in Grand Paradi, so we used to go there. And suddenly, I told him that you know, we should make a website. He says, "Who cares about that?" So basically, convinced him that you know, it will go. Internet will go. This will happen. So he said that, "Acha." इसका खर्चा कितना होएगा? इसका नहीं ना, we will not be judge you anything. So when we have free time, this is an interesting project for for my web designers. Let's do it. In those days, we didn't even have access to a digital camera. So I remember taking those pans to a scanner and taking a supari, putting on the scanner, putting the pan on the scanner, and that, and then he would tell us all these stories, interesting stories, how Mughals, the women used to use pan as a replacement for lipstick. And like all these, I said this is going to be an amazing website. So we did that, and suddenly Times of India put it in the front page. Muchchad Panwala spits out a URL. Read if, read if, read if covers it. Then the television media got in. Nine o'clock news it came in. We got like five, five, ten, ten thousand emails per day from NRIs all over the world. It was just crazy. So basically. School kids used to come in buses just to see the Panwala shop. And you know what you just did reminds me of Seth Godin, the great marketing guru, and he talks about a very interesting concept called the purple cow. So if you can get the purple cow, uh, which is something remarkable, is what makes you stand out. So I think Muchchad Panwala became the purple cow for your business. Absolutely. What you so did, know, right? in those days we used to work with MTV, with Ban, with Mahindra and Mahindras. But I think the amount of recognition. Fame and business we got because Mushar Panwala was overshadowed all these big corporates that we used to work. No, absolutely with. right. So you have this knack of finding the purple cows every time you do something so different. Uh, and now, off late, you've been playing table tennis at the national level. <laughs> so tell me, what is going on with that? So see, basically, I think all all people, right? They play a sport. They follow their passion till the time they become eighteen years old. One day turn eighteen, something which is a known word in India. He says you need to now get settled, and the settled settled th- means leave sports, leave art, exactly right. Leave Not only guitar. that, settled <laughs> doesn't end right. So what happens is settled is, do you get a job? 
first you become a graduate you do your mba you do engineering are you settled no you get a job you're settled no you get married you're settled no do you have a kid you're settled no you get your kid married are you settled no Abhi, so basically what happens is there is no end yeah. to it right yeah. that settling is from 18 to 90 till the time you meet your maker that's getting settled is still going on in some form of factor right so i was very clear that i wanted to pursue happiness increase joy and happiness in my life every single minute so i said what are the things that give me joy and i found that sports especially table tennis gives me tremendous amount of joy i used to be a state level player under 14 and then i left it for 15 years and i took it up back again i think the best thing that happened to me so i traveled 15 days in a month but there's only so much table tennis you can play on a plane but the fact of the matter is that that one hour right it almost you forget it's like meditation you forget what's happening at home you forget what's happening at work you forget basically every single worry is forgotten and that one hour uh, it also from a scientific point of view right it actually produces bdnf proteins which are mood elevators and endorphins are obviously produced it gives you happiness so if you can take up a passion that you left sometime in your life and take it back again i think it will completely transform your life so all my csr also now is completely sports not only sports table tennis so i may send a paraplegic to play international tournament or buy a team in the utt or sponsor a uh, uh, mumbai super league out here or help players go to a different level and sponsor players sending tables to sona mangalu school in ladakh <laughs> everything is table tennis right and we built our own academy in elfeston road i've invested in a company that basically makes table tennis apparel and other equipment of table wow. tennis you've really so, taken the passion yeah, so to the next like, okay, level this is, but this, this is passion it. you said started when you were in school yeah it started uh, when i was like uh, maybe 4 5 years old and and you grew up in masuri right that i grew up in masuri so how was i mean such a beautiful place man and now <laughs> of course it's very commercial but i think in the late 80s it must be like paradise it was paradise right so if i tell you my lifestyle out there right it's 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 very almost like a charm prince's lifestyle so what happened my father left uh, basically bombay because he had suffered a huge loss in one of his chemical companies they started so he wanted to just take a break and a musical instrument business was being run by my uncles and brothers by then so he was happy you know giving it to them so we sell a nepensi road house and buy a 120 year old bungalow in masuri the servant quarters had 20 rooms Ooh, wow. i had my own horse that horse would take me to school Wow! So the horse would come back and then come back to fetch me, right? And the school was four kilometers That's away. That's like a fairy tale, right? Right? So just imagine, right? You have this thing, and a dog would accompany me, right? So it must have been quite a sight, right? This five-year-old kid on a horse and a dog, like going to school. It's like and Masuri has one of so, the best schools in the world. Right? So what school so, did you go to there? So I went to Weinberg Island. Okay. Right. And then what happened was that I had a tea table at home. So suddenly, what happened was that. Six months I was doing this harm. There was a story about harmonium, right? Musical instruments family. So they said they said you should learn a st- instrument and play a sport. So I they chose harmonium. They got the strictest professor of of harmonium who taught me sare gama pata nisa for six months. <laughs> After that I cried and cried and cried. I said I'm not going to learn any instrument. I want to play TT. So that's how TT happened. And then suddenly what happened was so I said sheep in the family of musicians absolutely. is you go and play TT. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> So I became sub junior, junior, intermediate, men's champion. I became a district level player, state level player. And that time it was UP, right? I mean, this yeah, was part of UP, exactly. right? Masuri, of, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, in hill station schools, right, especially or boarding schools, academics don't matter too much. If you're a sports person and you're a state level player, you're god. 
right? So what happened was they used to have these assemblies where they used to give out the prizes that you've already won. You bring it to school. So I had to take two or three people as friends who would carry back all the shields because one person couldn't carry it back. Because I would win every category. I would win doubles in every category. Wow. Finally, I had these bories of shields that we threw it away when we shifted to Bombay. <laughs> because there's no place to keep it, right? What do you do with these things? So you, you were in Masuri till when? Which year? So I was there till... Uh, uh, my 8th grade 9th standard I shifted to Bombay Scottish Wow And So so from Masuri Back to Bombay And why So your father decided To come back And start, set up So here, basically or? what happened Was that uh, Whatever So one of the things Was that I think Schools are very good In Masuri But I think colleges Are not so good Higher education There is zilch Right So my father decided That okay Let's come back to Bombay I think he had his 10 years of solace and peace and he was ready to join back the business. So almost 10 uh, years he was in Masuri. Yeah, 10 years we were in Masuri. And it was, I tell you one thing, I think the best thing that happened to me was coming back to uh, Bombay. Because what happened was that this charmed life had created this uh, fairy tale uh, environment of how I see the world. I said uh, everybody goes out of the way to help me. School, right? <laughs> I'm affluent, I'm a state level player. So everybody treated me with like I thought this is how People are generally treated You still treated, have right? that house In Masuri or no, We got rid of it About a few years ago oh. About 10 years ago Because It's very difficult To maintain it from Bombay Okay <laughs> I, I, It could have just Got converted <laughs> into One of those fancy hotels Yeah right? it could have been Yeah uh-huh. Right so basically What happened was When I came here It was a dramatic shift for me Because what happened was We had done plant physiology We had done They had done human physiology They finished off 40-50% of the portion of ICSC in A standard I fell off a horse and the horse fell on me Fractured my leg I got jaundice, relapse So like 11 months Basically I missed the whole of 9th wow. By that time they finished off all of ICSC portion So coming from, you know Being the best, most popular guy in school To being a nobody And table dance was not even considered a sport in Bombay Scottish <laughs> <laughs> So so basically what happened was in, in any school in Bombay So I used to play volleyball, right? So I was a national level player Of course uh, luckily, I got admission in Podar College because of that. But uske baad, there's, no, there's no future in sports. Right? Exactly. So then what happened was that is what completely transformed my life. Because I realized that if I want to get treated the way I got treated in Masuri, I'll have to do things differently. So that basically set the tone for the rest of my life. If I had not got that jhatka of coming back to Bombay and facing the music... And realizing that life is not so rosy and people don't actually go out of the way to help you. Your the teachers treat you. Were you the youngest different. in the family or Yeah, I was the youngest in the family. Okay, so Okay. So you're anyway doted a lot more. So so basically I think that Bombay Scottish jolt really, really transformed my life. I think every single time when I feel that, you know, what, should I work this hard? Should I go this extra mile? Should I do this? I think of myself, Vivek, do you want to get treated the way you were treated in Bombay Scottish? <laughs> or so do you want Bombay like, Scottish people are listening there, very, very <laughs> tough on students. Yeah, I, I, so, you know, the funny part was, they had a group in Bombay Scottish. So, on the Facebook group of 1989 is the year that I gave my 10th, I wrote exactly this. So, everybody knows about it. Because they don't realize it, it, right? What did you write? I wrote exactly that the best thing that happened to me was Bombay Scottish and not for the reason that you think is positive negative reason <laughs> when somebody comes right and the thing is just imagine right, people don't give me the notes hmm. they're very competitive per se in school environment right but here's a guy who's coming second last in class <laughs> so, uh, if you ask notes for somebody who's coming second or third in class yeah, how is it going to matter right but the thing is it's a very competitive environment but 
I think that transformed my life. And I can see this competitive streak in you, right? So was that developed in Bombay Scottish? No, see, the competitive streak was always there. I think sports gives that to you, right? So I actually encourage a lot of people to play sports, competitive sports, because it does two things. First, I think it builds that competitive spirit. It also teaches you one simple fact in life. If you want to become better at something, you got to work harder at it. No, and I think another thing you know, that sports teaches you is to face defeat. Exactly. Because nobody loses, right? In school, Absolutely. you all want to win. Everybody wants to win, win, win. But when you are playing sport, you you win five matches, you lose ten matches, right? Yeah. So, uh, losing is a very important part of life too. Absolutely. And you know that's what I tell even my friends that you know and everybody that sports taught me losing, and losing and then coming back yeah. in the next game and saying now I'm going to beat you after losing exactly. five games in a row. And you also know that till the time you've not lost, you're not lost. Exactly. You know, I'm playing inter-club table tennis matches right now. So one of the matches recently I played day before yesterday. Uh, so it was a game of eleven. I was in the decider, which is the final game. I was five love down. There was eight four down, wow. or I think eight three down. From there also, and I won that game and I won the match. Wow! Right? So eight three. Yeah. So just imagine three points and they can make a difference. So I think that thing you know that. Till the time the last ball is bowled or the last. And, and very frankly, you know, this is one thing I keep asking people, and I am always trying to create that. What are successful people doing? And most people who have been successful at team building have a sports background in some way because you learn the dynamics of sports and teams at a very different level, right? Absolutely. Because there you need to motivate the other guy who's down. Sometimes somebody is not coming. There is politics. There's all kinds yeah, of yeah. shit going on, right? And you can't wing it. Right, exactly. Seen many other things in life, right? You can wing it. You can't say, okay, you know what? My tailway pause jaunga, and I'll wing it. I'll be able to hit this shot. <laughs> it's not going to happen if you're not you have hit that train. shot you a million times. You're not going to hit that shot. You have to train. You have to train. So, so, so that was table tennis, and then which college did you end up? And then Sydney. Sydney. Mm. So again, that so, actually sports so also helped me in Sydney. Huh? Sydney and Podar were the two like yeah. So and right? Yeah. So actually, I'm an ex-student of NM also. Oh. I studied in NM for exactly ten days <laughs> <laughs> before my admissions in Sydney happened. <laughs> okay. And that ten days, I realized that okay, this is not my cup of tea. Yeah, it's a NM very strict very college, yeah. you know, time, and it was like. So so you got into Sydney with sports quota. I got the no, same so, in Podar. So no, so I got eighty-three point two, which was just about. The cut ah. in those days, eighty-three point two used to be considered good in ICSC. Right <laughs> <laughs> nowadays, I think you it almost you failed I if you got eighty-three point two. I don't even remember. Okay, so I got eighty-three point two, and then what happened was I got ten percent more because of having played state-level sports. So I said, "Pehle batane ka tha, main itni padhai nahi karta." <laughs> I didn't have to study so hard, right? Because and you took commerce and like in Sydney. So yeah, what decided you to take commerce and not anything else? See, I think I was very clear uh, that I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Means I think there was no doubt in my mind. Means that option of taking a job somewhere was just didn't exist, right? I wanted to spend a crore rupees a day, right? So that <laughs> and, and never you wanted to join your family business because you know that could have been the easy option. No, but the thing is that I did join the family business. So what happened was that I did join in the family business and it was amazing life because you were working five day weeks. You are a chauffeur-driven car. You would go abroad every one one and a half months. Why is that? Because we are into forty country exports. So we have exhibitions and you meet clients. Export. So what? Are all the Indian instruments. All right? the Indian instruments. We do guitar wood. We do one in parts, and you would get a share of the the profit. So that would come into your account. So that point in time, right? Twenty years ago, I think if I remember, it was seventy eighty thousand rupees a month. Wow! Right. That's like. 
equivalent 20 lakh rupees today exactly right? so you get that kind of money coming in in a way right so i had a charm life right you would like and i realized that you know what okay so uh, how do i explain this story so the something that broke the camel's back right was an incident that happened where it was not having ambition right i would realize that their ambition wasn't there they were happy with what they had and and a lot of people are happy with what they have and i could just see myself that 20 years down the line i'm going to be exactly in the same position mm-hmm. because the problem with the industry is that i think if i remember right we had got an opportunity with walmart and they wanted 500000 flutes as a trial order if it worked well they would want 5 million a month we just couldn't produce consistent quality of even 100000 flutes wow. so they made a bamboo right and anything less than 5 million it would not be viable for them right so i realized that a lot of places the limit is in the uh, supply itself so you can't be a billion dollar company in musical instruments i know that in the industry that i chose thereafter i failed to create a billion dollar company is because my capabilities were limited right mm. but it was not because the industry was limited correct No, that's a very interesting way of looking at it, which is why today they sell each guitar for like a hundred thousand dollars. You know, I read today. Have you heard Gibson went bankrupt? Oh, I don't know. Today's that. economic times. I was shocked. Their guitars are like crazy expensive. Exactly right. They went bankrupt. They filed for bankruptcy today. Wow! Unbelievable. Wow. So it looks like more people just want to listen to rock, but not <laughs> buy the rock, the guitars. So Ali, what has happened is right. Uh, if you just take. a musician's life early days a musician would go to a, a film set and they would have to play for 3 3 4 4 days so each film would book them for 5 days mm-hmm. and they have four five films constantly going so you were gainfully employed getting 1000 rupees per day so you had a very good life unfortunately now what has happened is you call a sitar player or you call a good artist you record all the tracks that he can play and then you use that tracks mix them and they use whenever you want without compensating the artist every time you use them hmm. especially if you're not the biggest artist right so what happens to that guy so we've had to hire some of these guys who are working in our shop working with us and it's a sad life right so if you're not the number one no. right you're zakir hussain it's a different story right hmm. you would make millions of dollars per year but if you are the 10th best tabla player in in india like hmm. 10th best is still 10th best right 10th best guy in business is worth a billion dollars yeah but same yeah, context right yeah. but this guy will find it make, making his ends meet will be difficult wow that's a good way of looking at it right. so at what time you decided that you're not going to or you quit the family business because you said you did join it at some point of time i think there was this moment where i realized that i'm i'm going to lose my ambition because i will lose that that i want to create this and no, family how businesses were you that time this is like this is like 23 and so how do you at 23 think about all these things right matlab ye time pe nobody thinks about oh you i'm going to lose ambition and you know all these things ye kya hai matlab i didn't get this so was somebody like prodding you or giving you some kida I mean, or how did so actually not exactly right so what happens is right when uh, you're in that age right you want to change the world and then you realize that you're in queue by the time you get an opportunity to change the world it could be 20 years mm-hmm. right because you have cousins you have brothers you have uncles you have your dad and it's a line hierarchical thinking right it's not going to be purely based on capability it's going to be based on seniority at many cases mm-hmm. right so the thing is that a lot of things that you have and maybe they were not the right ideas for the business also right but then you realize that you will not get an opportunity to 
implement them and honestly my father had encouraged me and give me in the, the thing that whatever you want to do uh, in fact he what he had asked me <laughs> in a way was that don't leave the family business appoint general manager and when it picks up then you leave the family business because very ominously he had said that once you leave the family business it is very difficult to join in mm. right so i actually went and announced to everybody that i'm leaving the family business i will never come back and this is it so you removed the <laughs> burning the, the boats exactly right <laughs> burning the boats burning i said the boats, right? i said because i have a big no plan ego. b your plan <laughs> a is that like plan b will and plan b is plan a will be successful right yeah. so, so sometimes having a backup is actually a bad thing it's a bad thing it's a bad thing because you are very easy you are easy i'm to telling you now there were at least 100 times in my life during my entrepreneurship journey that if i had a backup i would have gone back like every you know in fact i read uh, one of the posts that you had made that entrepreneurs get struck by lightning every day and <laughs> then they survive it's like it's so true yeah because <laughs> i can I, you know i can think that like there are 100 lightnings that have happened to all of us at different stages of our life and every time you there's a fire jugaad, every day there's a fire every day right it's new kind of fire new kind of fire so i think the early days was so tough yeah means because i came from a background where i i thought that things work automatically so you know और शॉप एंड एस्टेब्लिशमेंट लाइसेंस रिन्यू करना है और यू डू सम रेगुलेटरी फाइलिंग यू डू ऑल दीज थिंग्स राइट दीज थिंग्स इन फिफ्टी सिक्स ईयर ओल्ड बिजनेस इज टेकिंग केयर ऑफ द एडमिन राइट एंड नाउ सडनली यू थिंक दैट दिस थिंग्स ऑटोमेटिकली आर टेकिंग केयर ऑफ बाय समबडी यू डोंट रियलाइज दैट दीज आर थिंग्स दैट यू हैव टू नाउ डू एंड इट्स अ टफ थिंग आई रिमेंबर वी सारेड आर ऑफिस ऑपोजिट दिस मेट्रो थिएटर इट वॉज माई अंकल्स ऑफिस so it had it was a charter accountant with 35 40 year old those taxation books it had these wires hanging there were no land in those days so we used to have just van land wires hanging and mice used to walk and cross <laughs> those wires so i've told this before but like let's say i remember i was interviewing this girl and this rat was crossing the wire right and i was nearly sure he was juggling on top of it <laughs> he's going to fall on this woman right <laughs> and i said that there's no chance he's going to join in if it falls on her right so luckily it didn't fall on her and then she joined in she joined in after two hours she comes to me and she says that like uh, where's the women's loo and suddenly hit me that it just had a urinal my uncle did not have any female employees so he didn't have a women's loo only and now i've gone ahead and hired a girl and there's no loo in the <laughs> office right so i said just give me a moment so i go out just said i said i'll go and bang my head outside the wall <laughs> not at least in front of her <laughs> that's what i had gone out oh for suddenly i spot this shri krishna restaurant so cross the road go there i said listen i'm going to pay you so much per per month can i have women employees come and use your loo hmm. so he, he poor guy he saw tears in my eyes yeah. he said acha theek hai chalega ye bhi acha business ho gaya so i the walk in confidently you see yeah, yeah, all our women employees go walk across to the restaurant out there she doesn't know that was the first time <laughs> we had hired a woman employee <laughs> by the way she was the one uh, who did the muchhar panola website oh fantastic so, all the coordination so so that company was called communicate 2 yes so why communicate 2 and not 1 and not 1.0 and not 5? Actually, it's a very embarrassing story. Most people don't know about it. I had, I had thought of a name called Ultimedia. Ultimedia. Yeah, you know, Ultimate Media, right? <laughs> so, Ultimate. My company, yeah. even till about a few years ago, we used to call Ultimedia E Solutions Private Limited. Checks used to come in that, right? So, I booked this domain name, and then what happened was, in those days, Google was pretty funny. So, we were a search marketing company, but when you search for Ultimedia, 
first you said it, do you mean multimedia? <laughs> right? And second thing, it, it would rank multimedia as because they think that they made a mistake, right? So they, all the, we would not find our own website, right? Then what happened was somebody wanted to buy a domain name for $7,000. Sold. <laughs> so I sold it. Prospect. So yes. What was that story about, and who is I Prospect? Okay. So basically, it it got sold in two tranches, right? Oh. The first thing didn't happen. And I know who some of your early angel investors were: Jivraka, right? Mr. Jivrajka, Jivrajka, Mr. Vala Bansali. Yeah, all these guy. guys, right? They came uh, in, yeah. Yeah, as early investors. So, so what happened was in 2008, uh, the deal was going to happen. So we. So you started in 97, 97, and you ran Communicate Two till almost 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. Wow. Right. So but that's exactly I ran India Games till 2012. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. So that 10 years, so 2008, uh, we signed the deal. Uh, the final final closure had not happened, but everything else was done. So we announced it in the press. We throw a party in Mayfair rooms. Call our clients that you know you want to get a lot of technology. Tell our all our team members. You and whose I prospect is owned by whom? Uh, owned by so whom? it was owned. Uh, at that point in time also with Aegis Media Aegis. now it's become Densu Aegis Network okay. so that deal because of Lehman Brothers crashed they lost half the market cap in most markets so all the banks they, they had leverage of shares right so that basically they couldn't complete the deal and they they basically I was in a, being a rock and a hard place wow. so in fact everything that had worked for we were going to go bankrupt it was like it was that we were inches away from bankruptcy we were just lucky that we got saved in 2008 yeah and I think that, again, in hindsight, is the best thing that happened to us. Because first of all, it matured me as an entrepreneur. Because early when I faced the dot-com crash, that time I was still a small company, not having that much of... That time we had uh, almost that, 300 right? employees, right? Or yeah, so that time I had like 250 or mm. 200 plus employees. So you have huge salary bills. Uh, you don't have capital. Google cut their... Uh, they used to give credit till about 90 days then credit to sharp 60 days uh, our BFSI clients were 80% of our business I remember some of these guys didn't end up paying you, no, you all they all paid me but they, all of them stopped spending I remember ICCI bank used to have personal loans they used to spend a few crores a month I, I remember one of, the big, one of the large corporates right? They reduced yeah. the spend right? Because yeah, all the banks exactly, had to yeah. reduce it right? Because at the end of the day And your the, entire business that, was from that sector From that sector So I think that whole thing about Transitioning from media to services Looking at net revenues Instead of billing uh, Building consultative kind of an approach Towards digital marketing You know uh, Surviving those years Transforming the business And then what happened was The same guys Uh Basically ended up buying us in 2012. Oh, so, so 2008 it was uh, announced but never done. Never done. In 2012 it got done. And was it the same team or different teams or uh, exactly the same team? And they were like, we are very sorry. Is that was that the approach? So of I saying? think what happened was that they uh, they were very honest, right? They were very honest. They said, this, listen, there's nothing wrong in your and business per se. Just media was from based where they were based uh, in. So they were British. Uh, they listed in the British Stock Exchange. Okay. And uh, then Denso acquired them. So it became Denso Ages Network, right? So they were being very transparent and honest, right? They said that this is not the for us. We are not in the position now to complete our acquisitions, and these are the ways. And especially what had happened was that uh, our projection obviously had gone 
Ori, right? So we had said we loop this. We were not able to do it. So it was not something that they were completely at fault. But I think I matured as an entrepreneur in those four years. Uh, I transformed the business. My earnout then became from 2012 to 2017, 2016, which is the best years of digital per se. We grew almost 12 to 15x in that five-year period. Wow! Right. So in I think I ended up making at least 10 times more money than what I would have made if I sold my company in 2008. Amazing. And I think so, that's an interesting thing. Normally what happens is people don't stay in these merged entities or when they sell the company. Yeah. You are one of those few guys who's not just stayed there, but you've grown the business. And as you just said that you made 10x more. I mean, so, in my so, case, of course, while Disney is a great company, I was not going to stay there yeah. for long. So I think one good thing that Denso has done globally, right? Almost 70% of the entrepreneurs who sell to Denso Ages Network Stay back This percentage is in 20s In all the other networks We have a WPP And all these guys yeah. Because the thing is that The freedom that you get Of doing things I can take decisions Which are involving Crores or rupees Right As long as they are good From a judgment point of view And I've built enough credibility Within the organization I'm allowed to lead them mm-hmm. Right It's not that I'm a cog in the wheel Right With Most of the other networks You are a cog in the wheel So is it run from Japan Or is it run from no, So that's what I think the best thing That they did was That they acquired uh, Aegis Media And they let the current Leadership of Aegis Media Run the global operations oh. So all the CEOs of Aegis Media Became CEOs of the merged entity mm-hmm. So it's just phenomenal Which is very unlike Japanese companies But that has added Tremendous amount of Shareholder value For everybody mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's a very Entrepreneurial network In fact our global CEO Jerry Bullman was acquired uh, 15, 20 years ago And that's how he joined Aegis Media Wow So just imagine he's But you know it's back. crazy to see How all these companies With WPP making its own empire By acquisitions Of course in their case As you said People don't stay And uh, now there is Denso Aegis And then there was Publicis Right? Publicis is the third group How many groups are there? Similarly I think 5 to 6 groups Control mm-hmm. 90% of media worldwide mm-hmm. Right? And I think One of the things that I think uh, Denso Ages Network got it right was this one PNL culture. We are the only network which has one PNL per country. So the true collaboration of 25 entities that exist in India can come together because it's one PNL. That means imagine if India misses their profit target, all 25 CEOs in the country don't get their bonuses. Mm. That's not the case with any other network. So your true collaboration really happens because everybody is in so it together. So 25 companies in India for yeah. Denso? We wow. acquired 12, 13 companies, right? So we acquired Fountainhead in, in events, we acquired P- Perfect Relations, we acquired digitally only, we acquired Web Chutney and Fractal, yeah. they build your website, we acquired them, we acquired Bot hmm. uh, Consult, Isobar was uh, built ground up by hmm. Shamsuddin Jasani, but that's also a pretty large company now. IP was an acquisition, iProspect was Communicate2. So you were asking IP, right? So IP is the largest performance agency in the world. In the world? Yes. 44 of the 100 top retailers in US work with them. They must be spending about $2.5 billion plus with Google every year. And uh, clearly, 80 plus offices or I think 50 plus offices all over the world. Uh, I think they are definitely the largest. So they've also had a strategy that they've gone into the markets and acquired the best. Mm. So every market they've gone in. And in India, is there like a head of the Aegis Densu? Yeah, Ashir Vaseen. Okay. So that's one thing, right? The best thing about Denso Ages Network is there is one boss. This is Ashri Basin. Mm-hmm. He took a 50 people team and made it into a 3,500 people team in less than nine years. Mm-hmm. From number 16 in the media ranking means nothing to number two in this period. Mm-hmm. So he's able to get the people on board, he's able to 
merge all the acquisitions, uh, retain entrepreneurs who have been acquired when their earnout is over. Brilliant means what he's done in the last eight nine years is just unbelievable. Mm. Right. And and what has changed in the digital space in India from the. 1997 to 2000 and then starting 2012 as you said you saw 12 times the growth what changed i think in hindsight the crash that happened in 2008 2009 right was actually very useful for digital see what happened was that when you did not have tv budgets what did you do you had to do digital hmm. and when you did digital your sales grew your brand tracks was showed positive returns with one third the money and you realize that this is not so bad so they never went back to conventional mediums with the same vengeance as earlier because earlier digital would not get a chance to do these things right but you didn't have the budget you had to do digital and this was a result that a lot of CMOs saw second thing is that a lot of interest started coming from senior management so earlier what would happen is right I've said this a million times before, you'll meet a promoter of a company, say very exciting, you meet my CEO, meet my CMO, then VP marketing, then the management training. He was the guy who was accountable for digital, <laughs> right? Now, you meet the promoter and he meets with you on a one-to-one basis. He comes over to your house for a drink. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who wants to learn himself, right? He's not passing the thing. And these are the guys who can move the needle for an organization, right? Mm-hmm. So, the, you can say that there's an elephant in the room or that the emperor has no clothes. Earlier, you were basically crying on the shoulders of the management training. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, that, oh, one day I will become CEO. I said, I'll be on the wheelchair by the time you become a CEO. So, what's the use, right? Mm-hmm. So that has changed the the management bandwidth that has gone in. I think in also understanding the of Facebook and Twitter and all these digital mediums in India, I mean, is insane, right? Absolutely. And people are, and with Reliance Geo and you know the whole digital wave is kind of Absolutely. taken over India, right? Yeah, it's phenomenal. Tell me, in this in this era, does it make sense for somebody to start a new agency? Because you know one of the big problems is that you know all the you know all these networks are acquiring people, mm-hmm. but has it left any room for any new entrepreneurs to set up agencies or? You know, shops like this? See, I think there are benefits uh, of being a small agency and you can serve a certain number of clients. But I think what happens is that it's becoming tougher and tougher. Right? So you have to find out this niche positioning. How are you going to differentiate yourself? So I'll give you an example, right? We acquired a company in US called Merkel. Merkel was a $1.5 billion acquisition. So we have... 1,000 plus data points for 270 million adult Americans through data partnerships that we would have with credit card companies and mm. loyalty programs and everything. And that would give us maybe seven, 8,000 other data points. So, theoretically speaking, I can target these people with media based on their preferences, their likes, all the privacy things that you talk about. But fact of the matter is, somebody who has this kind of data, right? And Facebook's of the world have it, Google's of the world have it. But companies like networks like if you've made this acquisition and paid one and a half billion dollars for it we have much more effective advertising capabilities now they're going to replicate this and build it globally mm-hmm. so a small agency for them to have access to technology having a data scientist having these capabilities possible, yeah. so I think the challenge that larger networks face is that as we grow larger we're not able to give the same amount of time as senior management into day-to-day implementation so we actually have sort of created a structure so three companies reporting to me so I prospect Merkel Socrati and SVG Media we started a new company called Consult which basically is a vehicle where we can get senior management out of the 3,500 people out of the 1,800 digital people the best guys 
to work with clients but as consultants mm-hmm. so somebody has to create a vehicle that can actually drive this so, so now what happens is that theoretically i want two hours of the ceo of one company to work with us on a project i can get him to work on mm-hmm. it because this this entity drives it the vishal gondal show will be right back after this break every week comes a show where three people come together to tell you about stuff they like a movie a tv show a book and other stuff tune in every monday on the ivm podcast app to ivm likes ivm likes is brought to you by setu imax So, so tell so, me something. I mean, you have now been part of so many acquisitions in India. How are companies valuing these agencies? Because these agencies would have turnover from, you know, fifty lakhs to maybe five, ten crores. I don't see typically these smaller agencies to have turnovers bigger than this, right? No, no. Every acquisition we've done is significantly larger than this. Mm-hmm. Because, see, when you're a multinational, right, you need to. No, I'm saying acquire. that at what stage do you acquire a company? What turnovers do you look for? So I think we would look at companies that have about we fifteen twenty crores of profit. 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 Right. Oh. We would have two hundred three hundred people team members. Right. Because it doesn't move the needle for us else. Right. We have eighteen hundred digital professionals. Hmm. So we would acquire a smaller company if they have very very niche specialization in something which uh, we don't have skill sets in. Right. But other than that, if you're a general digital marketing company. then if you're not having 15 20 crores of profit you're too so small for us having 20 crores of profit they need to have what you know 100 crores 200 crores of billing or more actually yeah much more than that yeah much more most than of that. them will have billing of 300 400 crores 300 400 crores because the problem right now is that you know which is part of the challenge right that i don't see many of these bigger agencies coming in these are like small boutiques who work with 5 10 clients yeah so it's going to be a challenge for them for sure Because and also the ad tech market is completely changed, right? The ad tech companies are not getting any funding right now. There is a lot of challenge around the yeah. It's a big challenge, right? Because what happens space. is that unfortunately, what has happened is like a winner take all philosophy, right? Yeah. So what happens is the winners are taking it all, and it's very difficult to create that differentiation uh, where you have a technology with nobody else hmm. has because they have the users. They can probably hmm. re-engineer the technology pretty quickly. So what is your take on this whole debate going on with Facebook and Zuckerberg and how you know all this mass level behavior modification is happening because the culprit is they all talk about advertisers right and you saw the TED at TED the whole discussion was that two people are having a conversation when the third person is going to pay money to modify your conversation right the advertiser right now So see I have a different view right my view is very simple that data is used to make things more effective So, will data be used to make advertising more effective? Yes. Now, if you take, is data privacy important? Yes. But the fact of the matter is that privacy of hospital records, privacy of banking statements and banking information, all this is significantly more important than you seeing a more appropriate ad. So, let's take the actual thing, right? If you take financial markets or you take banks, they have large business intelligence teams. they analyze customers they see their bank statements they see all the transactions they do based on that they cross sell and upsell products right and the fact of the matter is these hundreds of people are working in business intelligence people like tcs has 10000 business intelligence people 
so bi experts what do they do they use data to create no, some actionable insight so coming back to advertising sell right? is different but okay. what facebook so now, is doing is they are not only making you sell but they are almost trying to influence no, your so, so let's say right now i'm saying right all that aside now we take advertising because i know you better i show you an ad of a product that you still have to click on <coughs> you click on it then you go to some place and then you still find that the thing is appropriate for you and then you buy that product right and then you say that i was falsely influenced but the same guy will walk into a mall and end up buying things that he can't afford right the fact of the matter is that if you are a person who's no, going to buy i think buy, the, i think that the debate is slightly different right this the debate is that today if i see all my friends suddenly wearing a particular t-shirt or a particular brand of you know using a particular brand of bags uh, and then i see all people talking about it and then i see every ad about it i am definitely more influenced to buy it so what facebook and networks like this can do is suddenly show what your friends are doing what this guy is doing and then suddenly if you click on a ad somewhere that ad follows you everywhere so it is almost become a, a place like you the, the ad will haunt you till but, you don't buy but, the product but vishal i'm telling you one thing right Let's put it this way. In all ways, this was always there, right? Only you used to follow celebrities, and you would buy what the celebrity was buying, and the celebrity would come and tell you they'd buy this, and then you would go blindly and buy it. The fact of the matter is, advertising has been there forever. All I'm going to say is that data privacy and influencing advertising is the least of the problems of data privacy. We're going to see horrors of data privacy. Into ten thousand other things, mm-hmm. which are much more dramatic and drastic. No, I, I think the right? point here. The point and, here and if you ask me, in a way, right? I think this whole controversy about Facebook has just proved that it's a very effective medium Absolute, for advertising. Absolutely right. So that, I mean, that's the reason the quarterly revenues have actually to, gone gone so, up. So the right? point. No, actually, the problem <laughs> is not that. The problem is that it has gone so effective that it can influence behavior, and politicians are now using it to their, you know. all kinds of people good and bad can use these tools for all kinds of behavior right. modification i think which is the crux of the problem anyway that's not our discussion <laughs> the discussion here is how have you made your millions using this so you've sold your company first in 2000 no so that didn't get sold i oh, sold my company in 2012 2012 but actually what you are saying is your big payout came in uh, over the years which you kind of did yes. so generally what they do is right they acquire you over a five year period and let's say suppose your value is 100 and they pay you a certain amount of money and acquire it based on the growth of the company you can make a lot more in the process mm-hmm. right and there is always a cap because it is a listed company but i almost hit that cap which is Ooh. almost impossible to hit so the fact of the matter is that the they motivate you to make sure that you know uh uh you hit that gap and you really work hard in growing the company no, but but do you then feel like an employee or do you feel like an entrepreneur see i think what i've seen is that the the mindset right i i always believe that you can control any company with 1% equity and not control the same company with 95% equity control is about capability so if your mindset is very clear right that you are capable you will be to control any company that you want to mm-hmm. you don't have to own a stake to control a company And I think this is a big, big. Uh, people have this big confusion on stake, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, and it's about management is, control. And entrepreneurship is a mindset. I think entrepreneurship is not what position. Again, if you take today, right? I've started a new company within Densu, which has grown exponentially. It's almost as big as some of the agencies in the in the network in a period of seven months. Which company is this? It's called Consult. Consult. Right. So you got six big clients. Some of them are a couple of million dollars in fees. 
pure wow. net revenue fees. Wow. Right. That's the fees they're paying us. And these are clients which are huge clients that we and, and why did you not think of starting this as or funding a startup to do this? Why did you... See, what I've realized is, right, there's only so much happiness money can buy, right? So, fact of the matter is, let's say, I'm just doing some loud thinking. Let's say, suppose you have 50 crores more in the bank. What is the change I'm going to make to my lifestyle because of that additional 50 crores? That, that comes back to your forex philosophy, exactly, right? right? So, so, so now the thing is, I'm getting to do exactly what I love. No, no. So, so I want, I want to talk, dwell into the forex philosophy. But before that, I just want to kind of end the the story at 2012. Hmm. So, 2012, you slogged your ass till 2008. Everything went to hell. You then <laughs> <laughs> rebooted yourself, and then those same guys four years later. Uh, came in and acquired the company and that was I mean as I said 9 out of 10 people would normally not stay right they would be there for a year or so and move on Hmm. so first of all what got you to stay there for long and you're saying that's the culture and everything else of then so So, but I think then something else happened in your life right because I remember clearly that you are a different person I know in the last five, six, eight years, then what you were before. I think that time you were, you know, very like running your company, very tensed, always drawn to something. And now you are roaming the world, showing your socks. Uh, you are pl- playing table tennis. You are, you know, hobnobbing with, you know, going to random courses. I know you go to this course in Canada once a quarter. You buy random things. You have all these amazing. I mean, your news anchoring malls, course. <laughs> you you have this collection of single malls. You're doing news anchoring. You're doing. I I don't know. I mean, you're doing so many things. So yeah. tell me what changed. What kya hua? Kya hua 2012? So, so I think Vishal, what happens is right. I think there are different phases of your life where you do. And and, one, and when did you get married? You got married in which year? Uh, this is 1997. I was naive enough to get married and start a new company at the same oh, time. Wow! <laughs> so it was okay. So I thought that that also happened in life. <laughs> <laughs> so I think. See, so you know what? I think different phases of your life, mm. different things give you success. So at point of time, uh, 18 hours work days give you success. Then. You reach a phase of your life where innovation and strategic thinking and the ability to see what's going to happen in the future give you success. In certain points of your life, the networks that you have and people that you know give you success. So it's very important that you realize that the mantra that you have for success, it is not lifelong. You have to know what kind of strengths are going to be success and in success that phase? Is, is the journey, not the destination. Exactly. Right? Right? I mean, it is enjoying the journey. Exactly. Right. So the thing is that if if at this point of time, right, if I would work eighteen hour days and do exactly what I was doing twenty years ago, like I'll be a mediocre guy, right? Today, I have the ability to have a conversation with somebody who's worth five billion dollars. That one hour conversation is going to be much more valuable to me than putting in five hundred hours doing coding. Mm-hmm. It's, it'll be very clear So And I think One thing that changes When you sell your company Is right I think Most of our lives uh, Finance and money Becomes a very Integral part of our life Because That's what Traditionally you consider Success right And I think you are just Focused on Achieving that And when you achieve that You suddenly realize That you know There is no end Toward that achievement And then you realize That there are so many Other areas of life Which also can be success, right? So I actually have goals across adventure. 
I have goals across learning new things. I have goals across uh, fitness. I have goals across uh, how I'm going to build better rapport and relationship with people. I would have, you have goals. goals. That, you have like these are like defined, yeah. measurable goals. Absolutely. Like so, mm-hmm. I would have a goal that I would. would no wonder you are running the best performance marketing company <laughs> in the world. You have a goal. But the and funny a part is for everything. Funny part is that I think there are two things that people do wrong in goals. One is that they set the goal, and then they set uh, and they tell people about it. Hmm. So, in fact, I was listening to this TED talk where it says that. If but you want you to achieve to, your goals, you should not tell people about it. You don't tell it. In fact, I thought it was the yeah, exact so opposite. Exactly opposite. You have to right. announce the world. Huh. So what happens? That is, is what Tim Ferriss says, by the way. That's right. the Actually, Tim Ferriss so philosophy. So this TED talk was very interesting. It says that what you should do is, if you announce it, right, that I'm going to run the marathon, then that just announcing gives you some kind of satisfaction. You always feel good about it, and then no, but it then doesn't not take. doing it gives you a shame, right? So yeah, I mean, but that's what. Now, so what happens is that most people will forget that you said this. Right, because your life is not their life. So what happens is over a period of time, right, it'll be forgotten and you may not. So the way you sh- should say it is that I want to run the marathon. For that, I'm going to run two hours every day. And ever you caught me napping on that, uh, then please remind me. So you're not you're delaying the satisfaction. The marathon is a goal, but you're setting a discipline. So what I do is that when I have a goal, I would have discipline for each of those goals. So if I say I want to be the best in my industry, so how am I going to do that? I'm going to read 50 books in a year. I'm going to do this courses in a year. I'm going to do this in a year, and then those become disciplines. So what happens is the goal is forgotten. If I follow so these disciplines, you are basically these are called small habits. Exactly, right? so you are developing those exactly. habits, which is the so instead of, of saying yeah. I'm going to be, theoretically speaking, you know, I'm going to reach this. Goal from a weight or fitness point of view, I'll say you know what, I'm going to work out 350 days in a year, right? Then I have very clear the discipline is set up, right? Mm-hmm. So I either I'll go and play table tennis or I'll go to the gym. Some days I'll do both. So then that number will be achieved. If you achieve that number, then you'll meet your fitness goal. Mm-hmm. Right. So what happens if you set up disciplines? So, so when did you first think of this philosophy? Because you know, I mean, like as I said, you you sold your company in two thousand twelve, but then you started doing things in a particular way. I remember you talked about the car you wanted, the house you wanted. You had kind of planned, like you know, everything. Actually, it's very uh, interesting. Uh, uh, my father was on the ventilator, was wow. in the hospital. And every night they would shut off the lights. I think at 8 p.m., right? And you don't sleep before 11 o'clock. So that's a very emotional moment of your life. And you see somebody who's my father was the closest person in my life, right? And you know that he's on the ventilator. Things don't look good. So I thought to myself, what should be my purpose in life? What should I basically aim for? Because once your financial goals are achieved, then you Per se, I can choose what you do. Mm-hmm. So that's the time when I said that I want to basically focus on uh, happiness. I want to increase joy and happiness in my life every single second, every single minute, every single hour of my life. So I'm going to do everything that increases joy and happiness. And then I said, okay, what are the things that actually give me joy and happiness? So I said, okay, learning gives me joy and happiness. Uh, you know, per se, uh, table tennis gives me joy and happiness. And uh, you know, I would like to be physically fit. 
because that would be the sh- sure thing that depresses you is when you're unwell mm-hmm. right when you're well you don't notice it but when you're unwell you you say you wish that you were well right so i said okay what are the things and then i said okay now i'll use that to set these behags but then i'll work backwards and i'll set up disciplines and as long as i follow these disciplines things will happen but i think that was a turning point that what are the seven eight areas of my life that i need to work on and and did somebody tell you to do this or you know like what prompted see this? i've always been a voracious reader right so i've always read so i've read robin sharma i've done these courses in toronto by this guy called dan sullivan he's a 72 year old management guru who basically has been doing these courses for 25 30 years wow right so people who have been attending this quarterly workshop of his for like 20 years wow so that's the kind of thing so i've always been interested in this so the data was always there, but I I knew what has to be done, but I had just not. So you read a down. lot of these self help books in a way. Yeah, I do a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, then then I started working on it. So and what I realized was that you know, simple things, right? I think if I just play table tennis in the morning, I feel that the whole day becomes more productive because you set up your tone from morning into this thing that you got to do things fast. It's a fast spot, right? Boost right? And suddenly, what happens is you say, you know, you don't hurry to get things done because you're you're already the day started that way, right? Because you're hitting the top spin, you're hitting the thing, and you've got that thing. So then, what happens is that your entire day becomes more productive because you started off with TT. So mm-hmm. I've seen that all these things that I've done now are actually tremendously uh, helping my entire business. Mm-hmm. It is it is making me a better entrepreneur, it's being a better leader, it's allowing me to achieve more things. So. I may be spending less time at work, but I'm achieving a lot more because of these disciplines that I've set up in my life. Mm-hmm. And and then how did the forex philosophy come here, and how could you forex everything you have? What was the concept behind that? Okay, so this is a very interesting story. I met this guy who was a dollar billionaire 20 years ago, and random one things he was talking about. He said that you know Vivek, people uh, increase their lifestyle uh, incrementally. You have 100 rupees uh, salary. Your expenses are 80 rupees. Your salary becomes 130. You take your expenses and make it 100 from 80 to 95. And you keep on doing this the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So you have the incremental growth the rest of your life. And uh, if something goes down and your now lifestyle is 130, uh, but your salary was 150 and you lose your job, then you have to come down. So basically what happens is it's a very traumatic period for most people. So I have always, you know, done these lifestyle jumps which are significantly higher so I love the idea I made a lot of changes to it so this was like a 10 second thing that he told me right mm. and I said that you know what this forex philosophy is very simple it's about material things and the philosophy is very simple that every single material thing that I own either I will not upgrade it so I'll keep wearing the same thing that I have or the same car that I have or whatever house I'm living in but if I do decide to upgrade it it has to be minimum 4x in terms of the commercial value of the product. So, every single thing. Right from the shirt that you wear to the car that you have to the house that you have, the watch that you have. Everything has to be 4x and above. So, I'll tell you what are the biggest benefits of this, right? The first benefit is, there's something called hedonic adaptation. So, hedonism, they say, right? So, what happens is that when you go from a 100 rupee car to 120 rupee car, within a week, you'll forget that you bought a new car. Mm-hmm. But when you go from 100 to 500 Even after months and after years You will still feel that joy Because the difference is so big So 
hedonic adaptation reduces so you know you had a great view but if it's just a little bit better than what you had previously within two weeks you'll forget you have a great view mm-hmm. but if your jump is significantly higher then the hedonic adaptation all of sort of doesn't set in so you get joy from the same thing 100 times more for decades instead of weeks right second thing is when you uh, have this uh, goals of getting these things right so i know what my next watch is going to be i know what my next something is going to be i know what my next something is going to be so everything is land right so then the laws of the universe the the secret whatever you would call it mm-hmm. these things work and they make sure that you get it wow. third thing is i think all the decisions that you take right become very purposeful there is no instant gratification right i would never walk into a mall and say oh they are chai le lo right so what happens is you will never ever end up buying things that you don't use or you don't need because the fact of the matter is everything is purposely planned right you're buying a car it'll be researched you're buying a watch it'll be researched everything will be researched planned and then bought but i think a lot of people confuse this to be a spending philosophy actually the ironic part is it is actually a saving philosophy so imagine right when 2008 to 2012 i went through the worst period of my life so what happened was that in most cases people would have to downgrade a lot of things that they had in life but you know what every single thing that i have right i was building this buffer for forex so i was trying to buy a forex house i was trying to buy a forex car i was trying to buy a forex shoes i was trying to buy a forex watch it is, it is not a philosophy which came in 2012 no 20 years i followed it 20 years yeah so wow. i didn't move my house for 17 years because i wanted to move into a forex house Wow. The next one happened after three years after that. And where is your forex? Are you in Worli somewhere, right? No, so in uh, Prabhadevi. Prabhadevi, right? But then I got the BKC one, which both of us have. Yeah. That's again a forex of the Prabhadevi. Yeah, the Santec property, the White Elephant. Huh? Yeah, so this, uh, but it's a great place. I think the Santec is a great place. <laughs> yeah, a I think, place. and I think one place that I think is going to increase in value, I think, is going to be Santec. <laughs> yeah. Sales pitch for Santec guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are both. Because, because our prices owners. will go up, right? <laughs> But that happened in three years. But every single thing I've followed, right? Mm. So just imagine when I went through that downturn, I didn't have to downgrade anything. Mm. See, you were facing stress at work. When you come home, you don't want stress. Mm. And the worst that can happen is that your family gets stressed about your financial. Uh, but, but this just that. goes against my gaming philosophy. It's all about leveling up. It's all about leveling up and going up and up and up. And you know, you are saying it's not about leveling up. It's about like. being at level 1 but then directly going to level 10 and then directly going to level 20 so so see what happens is right when you're talking about commercial objects and the purpose is to increase the joy that you feel from it right is very different from a person who's selling something to somebody and he wants him to get these incremental joys for eternity right so i'm very clear right so if you take joys also there is serotonin and there is you know dopamine right yeah. So this is a combination of serotonin and dopamine. So let me give you an example, right? What happens is, serotonin is something that when you meditate, you get serotonin, right? And dopamine is something which is like. And Usain serotonin Bolton. is also about uh, you know uh, the group. It's it's more to do. And when you donate, it's the donors. Exactly. So I'll give you an example, right? I think this philosophy also uh, makes you generous. So I'll give you an example, right? So. Uh, every time when i am at a certain level so if i am having a 25 year old malt for in turn of i prospect comes to my house that's the malt he's going to drink and and a ceo of some company comes he's going to be the same malt so it don't depend on who's coming to the house 
So you don't have like four different malls every time you go to. So which is by the way your current four X malt? So right now I'm still stuck with twenty five year old malls. <laughs> okay, so then how do you go to hundred year old malls? So, so you know, see what happens is right. Are they hundred year so, old malls? But this way? also you know says priority is very clear. Okay. So what happens is that when you do these four X things, right? You automatically is never for somebody else; it's for you, right? So, so what happens is that let's say for me, right? Uh, I think malts, right? I've had forty-year malts, and I I can't make out the difference between a twelve and a twenty-five. I can make out difference, but twenty-five and forty, I can't make out difference. But the price of forty is four x of twenty-five, mm-hmm. right? So I don't think I'll ever go to forty-year-old malts, mm-hmm. but. Speakers, right? I have these Gamut M5 speakers, which are Danish speakers, which are like cost thirty lakh rupees. Mm-hmm. But there is these speakers that cost one and a half crore rupees, right? And there are these speakers that cost three million dollars. God, so, you want to buy them? Yeah. So if I can afford it, right? So that's what my upgrades in some things that are close to my heart will happen till infinity. Mm-hmm. But some things, let's say, if I'm happy with a three hundred dollar shirt, theoretically speaking, right? It's never going to be a Like a five thousand dollar shirt, right? It doesn't make sense. Some things you reach the pinnacle very quickly, but a house, yeah, right. You can have a five hundred crore house if you want to. But I'm just saying that. See, you just resist the temptation of doing incremental upgrade. I think it's also in a way asking people to aim higher. I mean, that's what it makes you ambitious. Yeah, it makes you ambitious. Right? It makes Because you a lot of times people are like, "Hi, I've achieved this. Abhi or kya? You know." And I, what you are saying is that listen, you know, your next level needs to be four yeah, x. So it's I, kind of yeah, and automatically, right? Because what happens is every single thing, right? Now the thing is, if I've got the Santeka house, if I do a four x of that, it's not going to be easy, right? I may meet my maker. Before I achieve that thing, but it is, it has to be that or nothing. Right? It's not going to be that I'm going to buy a little bit more expensive house now. Mm. So every single thing that so you which said, which are the which are the products you have already hit your ceiling according to you? So I think in most apparel things, shoes, all the stuff, I think I would have hit the ceiling long time back. Technology products, I don't even have a ceiling, right? So what happens is I buy the latest thing that is there, and that's about no, it, right? So you can't four x. So I'm not going to like keep using an iPhone three till the time like four <laughs> x <laughs> of that comes out, right? So that you hit the thing. Actually, my uh, philosophy is becoming ultra. I'm buying cheaper phones every year because the cheaper phones are better than the. Yeah, it makes sense. So yeah. I'm using the Xiaomi, and that's what people laugh. I'm using at a Pixel, yeah, so I'm like, not the cheapest, you know, but yeah, but it's. Yeah, It's not the only idiot will buy the iPhone X because I can get better features on my Xiaomi. And here is a plug for Xiaomi that it is at twelve thousand bucks you can buy a phone every month <laughs> than buying a, an Absolutely. iPhone X. Absolutely, like my daughter bought the ten and whatever X. I would like a Pixel. Yeah, which is significantly cheaper than the, the and X. Significantly better features, at exactly. Least, right, my point is. And that, the first yeah. of all, you know, like. Like the Google AI understands you. I I believe that CD is racist towards Indians. Yeah. So it doesn't understand you half the times. And the thing is, from feature point of view, the camera point of view, and all features point and of view. Open so ecosystem. Yeah, ecosystem is open. Trying, you know, trying to just take your data out of an iPhone to another device is the biggest nightmare yeah. you would ever face. And just imagine, right? If you just take the ecosystem, also, right? Google Home came out years ago. You take a daydream virtual reality. So, so let's not, let's not bitch about Steve Jobs. I think Steve Jobs is great because he had a complete opposite philosophy than you. If you look at Steve Jobs, right? He was all about minimalism. And by the yeah. way, in, in my personal opinion, also I don't. I'm following minimalism. In fact, I'm trying to buy cheaper things. I buy the most. I have the only one shoes which are red, and I don't have any clothes. I only have one like five red T-shirts. And you saw that, you know, I travel with the but, most. No, but the thing is, so there's this minimalism. No, no, but you know what happens is right. When I say 4x, 
it is always to do with you so to do with the things that you are passionate about right so you go for ted ted is probably 4x of all the other conferences yeah, i don't go to the conferences yeah exactly yeah, right yeah. so what happens is i mean a singularity university again it's 4x for other conferences so 4x for me i think most material things right are less of 4x now for me mm-hmm. but let's say if i want to go uh, into space it's going to cost me few hundred thousand dollars right so it's really an experience really for us so i haven't booked it yet uh, because i went to the site and they so said that origin. these are things so we have to do blue origin so you know what i was reading there are a lot of things in earth that i haven't done as yet no so, but if you have to book let me know we yes. i am trying to book on blue origin done done the other one was virgin galactic they wanted 100000 but i'm not very uh, confident on virgin galactic doing it but yeah. blue origin is uh, is uh, bezos's company oh yeah bezos yeah is bezos that's bezos's company and uh, if there's anybody who can do it i think it's elon musk or bezos elon yeah. has not yet announced his space yeah. tourism so program. again for me i think as i said all my forexes now are becoming more experiences rather than uh, material things hmm. but yeah there are material things like speakers i will keep on upgrading my speakers till the time i can afford mm-hmm. whatever amount right so you know i think uh, one thing i really like about this philosophy really is that it is about ambition it is the forex yeah, and it's you just a parameter it's a it's see, a way see, to let's measure say, it i'll give example like if you don't like forex of a certain thing you will you'll reach that pinnacle very quickly right some of the things have reached pinnacle very quickly right like food for an example right i reached pinnacle of that very quickly yeah because i'm not into so I, i think now for example you, all you have to do is buy an airline have a private aircraft right i mean you've reached the pinnacle <laughs> for example in flying you know <laughs> yes, i mean in a way that's that's how you are looking at it exactly right? right just like and the fact of the matter is that the funny part is today commercial airlines first class is a better experience than a private jet if you take the time thing out mm-hmm. actually yeah So maybe the forex may not be worst owning an aircraft. Exactly right. It's like huh? so. The fact of the matter is that I'm happy with where I am in many of the things. But I think experiences are going to be endless. I think mm. there, uh, even learning, right? So let's say tomorrow, can I have a one-to-one session with gurus of certain things, right? If there was a thing where uh, somebody like a Jeff Bezos or a Elon Musk, you get a chance to spend two hours with him, and like in how Warren Buffett auctions is. thing and they start an auction like i'll pay 100000 dollars for that one hour mm-hmm. right so that's an experience that money can't buy right now but if it could buy like warren buffett does that right yeah, every the, year the right? lunch so with him yeah, so, so the thing is that those are kind of experiences that i'll pay for there'll be 4x more than or 10x so you know what of our friends at ted manoj prabhani is the guy who did this so he's really famous for that And then he started so he comes to ted every year i'll introduce you next time hmm. so his story is that he started then a fund which mimics the same philosophy as warren buffett wow and uh, he's on ted every year and he's the first i think he's the only indian if i am not mistaken who did this with uh, he bought the gala charity thing with buffett wow so that's an amazing story he wow. has so again I have shifted most of those things in non-material things, but yeah, I have enough material goals also. Yeah, and I think you know what you say makes sense. Like, say one of the reasons I go to now TED every year, even though it's ridiculously expensive, is because every person you meet there is forex yeah. to ten x smarter. But even Singularity University, right? Exactly. I did four and a half five yeah. days of Singularity University is really expensive. Yeah, and even like like I'm a part of organizations, right? That are forex of many of the other organizations. But then you meet people, right? See, you are an average of. 
people you spend time yeah, with. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So if you spend time with people who are significantly bigger than you, if you are, then you know, then you're going to if you are become bigger. spending time with people who complain about everything, that's what you will end up doing. So that's one thing I've done about happiness, right? I'm very clear that every single thing that I do is going to increase joy in my life, or I'm not going to do it. So any person. who basically so somebody asked me that how do you so i said i want to spend time with people who are joyful happy optimistic so he says how do you find how do you know the person is positive so somebody this dan sullivan guy right in canada told me he said that people who generally talk about the future are positive people people who generally talk about the past are negative people wow so that's simple good, right that's a good he said abhi to bahut bada aadmi ho gaya hai tere paas mere liye time nahi hai I say yes, ditto. Thanks for telling me this because now I'll never spend time with you because <laughs> <laughs> you're a negative guy. Exactly, right? You come and tell me, listen, Vivek, you achieve this. I want to do this, and in the next five years, I want to do this. I would love to pick your brains on it. Let's meet. I would love to meet you mm-hmm. because you told me you're a positive guy. You think you're in the future, right? You want to remind me something that happened twenty years ago, and you want to bitch about how I'm now not spending time as much as I used to spend time with you twenty years ago. That, that's I've never thought about it in this way, but I think it's an amazing way to to look at people, right? People who talk about future are generally more positive uh, versus people who are talking about the past. Wow, that's a new thing I have learned, man. That's amazing, Vivek. So, what are the other such things you learn from guys like Dan Sullivan, right? I mean, so I think because I I I just can't do this, right? Going to a course every quarter to Canada, you literally used to fly there for like two days, right? How long yeah, is the two course? Two days. Two days. Okay, so see, learning. So again, in my, uh, if I would say life hacks, right? I think learning is the top of the list. Uh, Invest. So, that's the best investment you can make. In on fact, yourself. you know, Warren Buffet once was answering a question: How do you combat inflation? So he says you combat inflation by becoming a better doctor than what you are today, becoming a better entrepreneur than what you are today, a better lawyer than what you are today. If you invest in yourself, that investment is going to beat inflation. Right? Absolutely right, and the thing is, uh, appropriate answer. So I learn one is to become a better what I am. So I did a speed reading course, I did a news anchoring course, I did this dance relevant course, I did a singularity or a TED. It's just investing in myself. Acting, right? you've done dancing, uh, dancing and that acting. I did early oh. days. I've done that also, <laughs> right? But but the thing is that I feel that learning gives me joy. But what I've seen is that. Don't have a ROI objective from learning, because you know that Steve Jobs says that connecting the dots. I did a news anchoring course, which made me better in front of a camera, which actually helped me when I did the world TV show uh, in front of the camera, because I knew what per se I was doing wrong earlier before that, mm-hmm. right? So there was no plans of being on television when I did that course. This world show happened two years after I did the course, right? Now Dan Sullivan. Somebody had told me, so I said I'll, I'll give everything a shot once. I'll say like you know I'll invest a certain amount of money. So I, a lot of people have goals of how much money they're going to make. I actually have goals of how much money I'm going to spend. Hmm. I have spending goals every every year, and almost twenty thirty lakh rupees a year I want to spend on learning. Right now, at a speed reading course, I would have a three hour one to one video chat with somebody paying three hundred dollars for it. But my speed went up from three hundred fifty four hundred words a minute to nine hundred words a minute. Right, just just spending three hours on that one course. Wow! Right, so I feel that uh, what I learned from Dan Sullivan was that uh, entrepreneurs who want to grow 10x, right, they have to do a lot of things differently. And one of the things is they have to spend time with positive people. 
their team members, their clients. He says very simple, even the clients. If you're a negative client, fire him. You need to have positive clients because you'll grow 10x with those guys. So one of the life hacks that I have is learning. Yeah, pessim- right. Pessimism is just so bad. Even I can't tolerate people who are pessimistic. You know, I'm here to find out 100 ways on how things can happen, not the one way how it can't happen. Yeah. And invariably, you meet these people who will just go on these five ways or two ways. So let's put it this way, right? Things go wrong. And I'm they like, are needed. They are needed. Uh, the only thing is that if all of us uh, basically design a plane, we need somebody who's going to design the parachute. No, but my point <laughs> but is we that we don't you know, need them in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? I mean... I mean, you know, part of the problem is, and I think this is an unfortunate part of us entrepreneurs, right? We have to meet these investor type people who are always trying to poke hole in your business and always trying to say risk and always trying to say, what if your competitor is going to do this or what if this market will change or what if some regulation will change? And I'm like, dude, nobody knows what's going to so happen. It's like, it's like the story that I remember, right? So he says that uh, uh, somebody asks you that, you know, you're on this ship and the storm comes. So what do you do? So I'll throw the anchor. He says, what if a bigger storm comes? He says, I'll throw a bigger anchor. He says, like, what if an even bigger storm comes? He says, I'll throw even a bigger anchor. He says, where the f*** are you getting all these anchors from? He says, same place where you're getting the storms from. Absolutely. The matter is that was, there is no end to that pessimism, right? So I think that, so again, learning is something which, is one of my life hacks. I think second life hack, in a way, it's slightly ironic, but I think, you know, uh, integrity and trusting people, I would say is a life hack for me. So there is actually a very interesting survey of entrepreneurs. What are the things that make them successful? And nobody could guess it. Hard work, passion, all those things came. But integrity was on top of the list. So, so many times what I feel is, right, that people underestimate this value. Like when we got acquired, we had such a transparent reputation that gave us a significantly higher valuation because that's something which every single person stood by me and said that, okay, no point of time I've ever heard anything negative about Vivek, right? In fact, I still remember my father had told this to me. Uh, I was going through a phase where our computers were doing things which were not above the board. And uh, I told my father that if your computer does something which is, let's say, questionable integrity how do you compete should you also do some of the things which he's doing so my father said that you know scarcity creates value the more scarce integrity becomes the more valuable it will become you just continue doing what you do Hmm, trust me it'll become more valuable and the fact of the matter it really served me well served me well in those times it allowed us to become the largest and the best performance agency in the country and I think that there are times where we've gone off our way and helped clients uh paid them money back which they didn't know uh, existed because Google had given some click fraud refund which nobody knew about we went and refunded those monies to the clients because uh, I said like how are you refunding this he said that you know this is what it is he says and they were surprised right because and we couldn't even refund the entire amount because we said we'll pay you monthly because we don't have money <laughs> so, but we owe wow. you we want to tell you we owe you <laughs> we'll wow. pay you but, but right? how do you make this I mean you said that integrity is important but how do you then as a life hack integrity of yourself your organization or people everything. around you everything so let me give an example right you set an example right I went through really tough times in 2008-2009 and I used to have people who we couldn't pay in time right at no point in time, 
you could give a call to the office where you would not get connected to me because if i had said to my assistant once usko bol do main nahi hu right after that you can't have integrity in the office mm-hmm. right at no point of time right we would ever lie to a client mm-hmm. right we would always be transparent and truthful to the client and i think that is how you know culture is built so even the toughest times you would be very clear i told them very clearly that listen my first priority is going to be employee salary second priority is going to be google because everything else shuts off if i don't pay google third priority is you mm-hmm. i will get paid last but these two are going to get paid before you right because if i don't pay either of these guys the company closes down then you won't get the money in any case mm-hmm. and they all supported us when we went through tough times because they were very clear at no point of time we had ever lied to them by investors i was very transparent and an honest with integrity investors right from the beginning and we would tell them the bad news first every single time right so i feel that you have to build a life around integrity so apart from uh, so one of course you talked about learning you talked about being with positive people you talked about integrity uh, i i see you travel a lot so how is that travel and your sport also linked to this somehow yeah so see what i've realized is right that learning can't happen sitting in one location because learning happens when you meet people from different cultures from different countries who have different thoughts they've grown up in different environments and all these things can really really help you transform some of the things that you do per se in in india so i feel that uh, first of all love it so i i'm fond of traveling but i feel that from a learning point of view i've i've learned a lot more so even if you take ted right i think 50% of the learning happens from people that you meet at ted and the conversation you have with them rather than from the stage right you agree right absolutely absolutely right? so the thing is that and you hang out with all the positive people in the world exactly right? <laughs> i've also made sure that i go for things where i'm going to meet these guys right if i go to singularity university right so i'm part of ypo right young presidents organization you have the most accomplished guys in that city in that country in the part of the organization so you go there you speak at those events you go and meet those guys have spoken in ypo events globally and every single person is accomplished right and the thing is they're positive guys so the learning cannot happen uh, sitting in india mm-hmm. right so even like our organization has a lot of these things where they get to get to meet each other and i think learning happens there uh, the key is to take those insights and then figure out ways Of how you can implement those insights. Mm. Uh, so, has your hiring it. philosophy changed over a period of years on how you hire people? Uh, significantly. And what I try to do is that a lot of times, right? What do when people hire people, they focus on what weaknesses this guy has. Uh, when I hire people, I mainly see what are the strengths they have. to achieve what i want them to achieve and are they fatal weaknesses so integrity is a fatal weakness for me mm-hmm. right so if it's a question of integrity then whatever other quality you have doesn't matter no right but if you don't have a fatal weakness i ignore the weakness because so many times when you try to focus on somebody's weakness right you just will have a mediocre weakness thereafter but if you focus on strength you can take that guy from x to an x and what are your favorite questions you ask them to figure out this So again, I've read a lot of these books where exactly. these favorite questions, right? Exactly. That's why I'm asking right? you. <laughs> so, Aliyu, what I feel that my questions are more to do with stories, right? So it'll be like you achieve this. 
टेल मी अ स्टोरी वेर यू वर एबल टू शो इंटेग्रिटी टेल मी थ्री स्टोरीज राइट सो इफ इज द पर्सन हु स्ट्रॉन्ग इंटेग्रिटी राइट आई एल सी दैट दैट डज द स्टोरी क्रिएटेड अ फाइनेंशियल लॉस फॉर हिम नॉट डिड ही कम आउट वर्स ऑफ देन वॉट ही वुड हैव बीन इफ ही हैड बीन डिसऑनेस्ट राइट सो इट्स वेरी ईजी टू बी ऑनेस्ट वेन यू हैव नथिंग टू गेन ऑन लूज बट बाई बींग ऑनेस्ट यू लॉस्ट समथिंग थ्री थिंग फ्रेंड राइट एंड हाउ बिग वॉज दैट थिंग दैट बिकॉज दैट टेल्स यू दैट दिस गाय विल ऑलवेज बी ऑनेस्ट because he wow. was willing to lose any last many people will have such stories huh? right if they don't have stories then see so they'll have to have some stories right because you can't say that you're honest and then so i'll give you an example right uh, one of the guys from uk approached me when we were struggling to pay our salaries every month this guy had this uh, thing where he would give you 100000 leads of name email address phone numbers etc you have to follow a certain click path and fill up the lead and he would pay you 5 pounds per lead he would sell it to the client for 100 pounds but you would pay 5 pounds per lead we could have made 80 to 100000 pounds a month doing this click fraud farm right and just imagine right you're like you're struggling to pay 5 lakh rupees salary you are in a position where your company is just surviving barely you're not even getting paid a salary you have pressures from family you left the family business and now you're not able to make your ends meet in spite of all that stuff right and that point in time somebody pays you 80000 pounds every month right and this also click fraud is happening in uk you don't really right? yeah. you know it's not going to per se and i'm sure that there were companies who were doing it right but the fact of the matter is that i didn't even ask anybody right just the thought of itself scared the hell out of me and i was very clear that i said like, you know what even if i become a billionaire tomorrow right somebody is going to say that ye to aisa karta tha right so i'm very clear right that i can have hundreds of stories like this right even like the, when a competitor was doing something questionable i didn't follow suit i returned money is to to clients who didn't know that we were owed them money and no and that <laughs> right, right? And, so you know just to give you a simple example at my end right so at india games we were always being told why are you not launching rummy why are you not launching gambling why are you not launching teen patti and these kind of games and i was very clear that if we enter gambling that's going to be the end of us that is not the kind of values we want to inculcate in our kids or our families etc so we never ever did that and believe me that was the single best decision of our lives because when disney or any other company was looking at us they were like if you do gambling we don't want to talk to you so the Absolutely. minute you have a, a business like gambling and all these teen pattis uh, while yeah technically you can make a lot of money but no legitimate company would ever want to invest or acquire Absolutely. you because nobody wants to associate with this so it kind of so that yeah. decision of us not doing gambling was one of the best decisions which came out in the hindsight yeah. same thing when i started my company we got pwc as our auditor we got eny as our tax advisor we're like why the hell are you hiring i said listen we want to make sure that we are above board because lot of times people make these rookie mistakes by getting these very very low end tax and you know accountants and cas who don't know half the things and then yeah, yeah. they you know not because of your fault but then they mess up things and i have been through all these problems in the past so at sure. goki on day 0 we had pwc and people are like 
you know, you are a company which is starting up and you're getting Pies Waterhouse. <laughs> that was, of course, Pies Waterhouse has his own problems. But the bottom line was that we went and bed, got the <laughs> best advisors on board. The, the way, for a very long period of time, my most handsomely paid guy in the office was my CA, uh, my CFO. Mm-hmm. Because I realized that, you know, this whole industry depends a lot on getting your finances in order. And uh, I realized that takes me four hours to do something that can be done in half an hour and it exhausts me and if I take that four hours out I could be doing things that are my strengths but I think when we went through the acquisition everything was in order right mm-hmm. because it was maintained really well and this was a guy who had exactly the same integrity standards that I have at no point of time he would ever tell you to do something which was not above board the Vishal Gondal Show will be right back after this break. Shunya one, Shunya one, Shunya one, Shunya one. A billion dollar acquisition. Another copycat startup got formed. No, the tech world in India is surely moving double the speed of this voiceover. Tune in to Shunya One every Tuesday to catch us talking to the smartest people we know on the IBM Podcast website, app, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Shunya One is brought to you by Setu IMAX. But you know, just coming back to your philosophy, right? You are like in your early 40s now. Yeah. You're in your early 40s. You have a long time. Uh, and if your Forex philosophy has to go forward for you to now own an airplane or, you know, buy a mansion or do any of that, that could possibly not be done with your advertising or whatever you're doing today. So does that mean that you are going to do something else after this? Yeah. So see, Vishal, I've already invested in about seven, eight angel investments, right? I'm very clear. I'm going to always do things that I'm really passionate about that give me happiness. Right, so I'm very clear that I'm not doing it because I'm following the forex philosophy because it increases joy in my life. I'm not following it for the sake of following it, right? So if I want to become an entrepreneur so that I can go forex, it defeats the purpose of forex itself, right? Forex should happen because of the lifestyle that I lead. So if I pursue happiness, so tomorrow becoming entrepreneur makes me happier. I'll become an entrepreneur. Some of these angel investments that I've done may go in for series A, series B. Will I start a company from scratch? Probably not. I would rather pivot some of these companies that are there and they feel that there is value. I may join them per se when they already have the and series which B are in your place, top right? Three companies you, are, you think which are going to take you there? I've just invested in this company uh, last week. Uh, it's called Empower G. So it's, uh, it basically it teaches uh, elderly. 55 plus seniors the silver haired guys technology because I feel that wow. my father added 10 years to his life because he learned technology when he was in Empower G Empower G wow so E-M-P-O-W-E-R-J-I as in G right so respect so uh, I feel that there is a huge uh, impact that you can create with this because people are going to retire at the age of 65 they're going to live to be 100 what are they going to do 35 years if they don't empower themselves with technology, they're going to face a lot of challenges. So, uh, some of these things, there are 170 million plus people who are 55 plus in India. Right? Imagine, that's just India. And, and how are you finding these startups? Where did you find uh, these guys? So, I think most of the startups that I find are people that have 
introduced by somebody or I know them. So you're not part of some angel uh, network. I am, yeah, but I've generally seen that. Uh, so first of all, my my investment philosophy is slightly different. I take decent stakes in the companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also pivot them into uh, areas that uh, they may not have thought of. And if the entrepreneur is convinced that this is something which and, and is... And how much money do you typically put into this? Anything between 25 to 50 lakhs. Okay. Uh, and uh, basically, these are areas that interest me, where I know the impact can be created. And uh, these are areas where the entrepreneur is willing to pivot the company. Mm-hmm. So their goal, what they were doing you, was very different. spending a lot of time with these companies. Yeah. I, I spend my weekends with them. Wow. So apart so, from uh, Empower G, who are the other guys? Uh, there's a company called Spin Art, which is into table tennis. Mm. So, you know, table tennis, player representation. We're going to really build up a coaching network of coaches who can train people at their homes as well as uh, in schools and clubs, etc. And also distribute all the kind of table tennis equipment, etc. Mm. So, again, that with my UTT, my Ultimate Table Tennis League team, I think it'll, it'll get some Philip. Uh, I mentioned this company called Awesomely, which is into uh, uh, new shortening but using only AI and machine learning. So basically, exactly what insurance does, but with using no AI. people. With no people. So uh, we can do 800 stories in eight languages versus 80 stories that insurance does. Uh, they've raised 250 crores. This is a bootstrapped 50 lakh rupee investment that they've built this entire thing off. And again, I think it's a huge potential in this because future is going to be where you can AI and machine learning can be used to shorten things. Mm-hmm. So they've also done tie-ups with corporates, with tax guys, etc., where they're shortening summary judgments. So you can shorten anything. So that technology basically is the shortening content. Then I've invested in this company that uh, works with B2B guys in uh, taking the customer data and uh, using that customer data to make the advertising more effective. So they would tie up with a Wood or a Hotstar or a publisher and make the advertising more effective. Again, uses a lot of natural language processing and mm. machine learning on the content that the consumers mm. exchange with you as a company. Uh, then there's one startup that I've done, which is called Foodie Baba. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they Foodie have. Baba. Uh, yeah. So basically, what they do is, so it's D I E nahi hai, is D E and then Baba. So uh, basically, without the Foodie is not D I E. Okay. Food E. Okay. Food E Baba. So basically, what they do is they have curated about seventy different shops from thirty forty cities of India, with the most. All the shops are fifty years plus. Unique, very unique. For and, that city yeah, is known and, for that exactly. So, some other people have done it, but here we are doing a subscription model, which is again a very different you model. You can order stuff from them, basically. You can order stuff from them, but we also can use subscription. So you're giving the 50th Mithai box to your uh, guest or your client in You can in order kachoris from some specific, specific yeah. shop. But just imagine, so I've been sending um, my friends a Mithai and Manamkeen every two months. But we'll send... Uh, Kanpur ka nukti ka laddu and khatte chane for Madhavad mm-hmm. that will come to you so it's small quantities but every two months so they remember me six times in a year rather than remember me on Diwali and with 50 Mithai boxes lying in my house the 51st guy is forgotten but here every two months something comes to you which is unique because it actually happened because you know what happened was my daughter tasted Mysore Park the first time in her life when she was 14 years old wow right and it just hit me I've grown up in a household where somebody would come from a city, they would get something special from that city. Now they get Theoburma. 
तो नाउ व्हाट हैपेंस इज माय डॉटर हैड टेस्टेड मोर मैक्रोन्स एंड क्रीम बुलेज देन कंपेयर्ड टू और दोस मिनी डोनट्स एंड ऑल दोस क्रेजी थिंग्स या सो आई सेड दैट दिस इज सैड दैट आई हैव नॉट एक्सपोज्ड माय डॉटर टू द स्वीट मीन्स ऑफ इंडिया लेट मी डू समथिंग अबाउट हाउ ओल्ड इज योर डॉटर नाउ शी इज 15 15 वाओ एंड व्हिच स्कूल शी और मॉम इज कॉटेज मॉम so yeah the, the tradition continues <laughs> tradition <laughs> continues yes. okay so i think uh, basically what i've seen is that i think so these are the investments i've made and uh, uh, empowerji is the recent recent wow. one but i'm very excited about it i think we can really transform india because this is one segment right which is going to get left out mm-hmm. even from a job point of view right if you can create consulting jobs for them right so many industries they have 30 40 years of experience in the industry there are startups in that industry that need help just because a guy is turned 67 he's still physically active he's mentally active and you retired him hmm. if he has access to technology right he can transform companies hmm. right and there is no platform like this that exists hmm. so i think again i also try to make investments into areas that i'm passionate about right I've seen a lot of uh, pain that uh, people who are seniors go through in learning technology, and that just alienates them. So my dad adopted technology, and he had a lovely and old age. Same with my, with my dad. I mean, he's on. He was on Facebook like twenty four seven. And in fact, this one of the crazy things that you know, whenever I used to post anything, he was possibly the first person to like it. <laughs> you know, and today of course he's not. You know, he's also he passed away last year. But that is the one most important thing I miss because I'm just saying he added a few years to his life, right? Absolutely, no, right? no. no so just imagine, right? There are so many opportunities, and the thing is, my mom was not tech savvy, and I could see the stark difference. She mm-hmm. had. Not so good old age. Yeah, I think tech suddenly opens a new dimension, yeah. right? Which they have. Just imagine, not. right? This is somebody who's eighty-five years old. You take a simple Skype app, put photographs of the grandkids in that, fix up timings. If there is a helper in the house, train them also. Just make them do video calls. You know, two three calls a day mm-hmm. with people they love. So it'll be each family member will get a one call from your granny once in a week. Mm-hmm. Right? So they would love to do that. Imagine, right? You'll change that old woman's. One of uh, my investors in Communicate Two was Mr. Sushil Jivrajka. He actually does it for his uh, mother, mm-hmm. who's ninety. Wow! She does video calls with grandkids and uncles and and with her sons and, and, and are, are daughters. Are these people doing it all India? Because my uh, father-in-law is again in his like mid-eighties, and you know, while yeah. he has an iPhone, he's not that savvy with all of this. So maybe I'll have to take up. Yeah. Your, yeah. So we'll, we we actually give WhatsApp groups. we send whatsapp videos we show them uh, things that they can learn from because even curation is important right absolutely because no no this is this is fascinating right it's fascinating so so right now with your company with your investments with all of these things going on what is the next product which you are just about to hit buying with your forex which you will be soon acquiring <laughs> i'm sure given you you must have already like already you must be knowing the date on which you're going to buy that so uh i'll i'll say some of the things that i had on the list which have now actually gone off the list oh right? off the list yeah so basically i was uh, i had ordered this aircraft called icon a5 which is like 
BMW of oh, aircrafts. Yeah, this for three million or some one million. No, 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 it was two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Two fifty thousand yeah, dollars. So it was, it was, and me and my friend were going to buy it together because I think uh, two of people can fly it together. We are both paragliding pilots. So flying is very close to my oh heart. God, you are a flyer so, also, man. So I love okay. paragliding. So that's so some childhood I wanted to fly. So the thing is that first of all, deliveries got delayed to two thousand nineteen or two thousand twenty. It was going to get delivered in two thousand eighteen. And they've suddenly arbitrarily increased the price from two fifty to five hundred thousand. First right. world problems, right. man. So like they're not so buying like, a plane because right. they increased the price from two fifty so, to five hundred. So it's 000. like I said, like you know what? Maybe I'll buy it, but right now they cancel the order. I said, like, hey, boss, let me not. Yeah, you know, like, like, like two fifty ka three hundred bhi kar dete to thik tar hai. I mean, yeah, this is a yeah. little stupid. Then the other one was uh, I was getting an opportunity to get a Yamazaki barrel. And uh, again, we had to. These Japanese the, single malls, people are mad about. Yeah, so I was getting a. In barrel. Japan airport, you can't buy. They're like ration. You can only buy one bottle, yeah, and so, they'll check your passport five times. So it was like twenty-two uh, years old right now, and you know we could have opened it when it was twenty-seven or something. So we would have had. How do you, how do they ship you a barrel of? Uh, so basically, what I've seen is right. Some of these things, right. First of all, it's not happening. So the, finally, that guy but said no to us. But that, you know, you buy so, a barrel so what, of Yamazaki. How does it come here? So what I what I thought was, uh, I do have a few friends who have planes, but okay. but you would not buy a barrel. So what you do when you buy a barrel, you bottle it. You bottle it, it stops aging. So if it's twenty two years right now, you leave it five years in the distillery, and at twenty seven. You bottle it, then it becomes twenty-seven year old Yamazaki, but then it's bottled, right? Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah. thought that just keeping the bottle also would <laughs> would make it that much older, yeah. no? No. So basically, that uh, wine it actually works that way. Yeah, wine works that way, not uh, not whiskeys. Oh. So whiskeys, when you say twenty-five year old malt, it's the day it got bottled is twenty-five ah. years. I'm not a big drinker as you can guess by now that, you know. <laughs> so, so again, for me, single malts also actually the way single malts happened in my life is very funny. All my childhood, like all my college days, I would say childhood, but like <laughs> <laughs> maybe childhood. Childhood is like you must be on something to do all these crazy things, <laughs> right? right? So that time we used to have vodka, we used to have old mong, we used to have this. I never had whiskey, and then suddenly these owners of Glenfiddich came to my office, Peter and Grant Cotton, and uh, uh, you know they're part of Leaders Quest. Mm-hmm. So they came to visit entrepreneurs in India, etc., and from the Harawi slums to Reliance to people like me, and and I gave all of them fab mall ka kurtas, you know, two hundred ninety nine rupee ka kurtas. So in the evening they were very embarrassed because they did not got anything for me. In the evening when they meet me, and they gave me this twenty five year old special cask reserve Glenfiddich bottle. Right? It was like the bottle itself. You were like, yeah, what is I was this? Like, what is this? You know, I saw it and I said, like, okay, this one looks very expensive. And I found out it's like couple of thousand dollars, right? I said, boss, I can't gift it to anybody. I don't have whiskey. But I say if I want to start whiskey, this is a good whiskey to start with. So the first whiskey I had was that. Wow! <laughs> so that is how actually happened. <laughs> and when I, they gave me this bottle, I said, "Like, पहले बोलेगा था मैं और कुर्ते देता तुम लोगों को." I would have got a lot more. So you couldn't get the barrel. Couldn't get the barrel. Couldn't get the plane. Uh, there is a watch that I want to buy, mm-hmm. but I will refrain from commenting which watch. But oh God! Yeah, mm-hmm. there is a watch I want to buy, which would be four X of. Of what my current watch is, and what's your current watch? It's a plain, simple Daytona <laughs> Rolex. Ooh, Rolex! Wow. <laughs> but again, this is the only reason that I bought this one was it, it's unlike a Rolex. If you look at it, it looks like a Seiko. You you can't make out, right? You can't. It's not one of those. You look at it and you know it's a Rolex. Yeah, right? it's like so. But again, this is a brand that nobody would have heard of also, and you buy it for yourself, but. 
but I'm but this also there is a possibility I may postpone it. Mm-hmm. There's no immediate need as of now. Mm-hmm. Amazing, and and with this philosophy, do you also does your wife and family also follow this, or is this you? So the thing is, they have a choice to follow it, yeah. uh, but especially with women, you don't want to give them this choice, right? <laughs> so so the thing is, don't right because. The instant gratification is a lot more for them, right? So they they they'll take yeah, all, gratification. Yeah, we are not right? trying to like, yeah, offend was, anyone here, though. But you know. exactly right. So now, and the thing is that they can have twenty handbags and still want more, right? Like if you have two pairs of shoes, like we have so many, four X. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, and the thing is, see, it's also very clear, right? This forest philosophy is not about not buying things that you want, right? So let's tell you an example, right? I have some expensive pair of shoes from Forex point of view, but I'm wearing all birds right now, which are those wooden shoes that you get, right? Mm-hmm. So wow. they're the most comfy shoes. They're made of wool and they're rubber, right? And they are like 100 bucks or 200 bucks. So it's not like hmm. really, really expensive Forex kind of a shoe. But personally, means I'm going to buy this because I have these one mm-hmm. or two shoes, which are those Forex shoes. Mm-hmm. So see, the thing is that. The purpose of philosophy is to increase joy and happiness in my life. Mm-hmm. Right, so that is never forgotten. That no, is should be the goal, right? But I mean, it's a means to an end. Your assumption is joy and happiness equals material possessions. That is no, no. So I would say there are twenty things that increase joy and happiness in my life. One of those twenty things is resisting the temptation of incrementally upgrading my material things. Right. That's it. That's only one of those twenty things, and all I'm saying I'm resisting the temptation of incrementally upgrading my material things. I'm not saying I'm after so, material so things. So tell me, what do people gift you, knowing this philosophy? Like because you know, I mean, like you have everything I think, which is I think four X. Book, books is a good place to start. <laughs> books, okay. Yeah, you can't buy a four X book, right? So books are so so that that comes to what are your three favorite books you recommend or gift everybody on your own. So I think this is one book that really changed a lot of things that we did in the company. It's a book uh, called Mastering the Rockefeller Habits of Warren Hanish. Uh, so it basically is for uh, companies that are growing at more than 40-50% year on year. And it says these meeting rhythms, like a daily huddle is something that we do in iProspect. I've done in Communicate to all my life where you have a 10-minute call with the top 8 people in the company and gets hot synced. And they have a weekly meeting rhythm, monthly meeting rhythm, and it completely transforms the company. Because faster growth companies require that hot sink once a day rather than waiting for a quarterly result or a monthly result. So you do a uh, daily huddle, yeah, on a, on the on a call with all your all the top key eight, eight, seven, eight people, and then a weekly meeting also follows. Weekly meeting also, monthly meeting also, quarterly meeting also. Then we have quarterly theme. Then we have uh, uh, what we want to achieve. So we'll have a B hack, which is like a big, hairy, audacious goal. But then everything is broken into quarterly tactics. And uh, he he actually specifies exactly what you should do in each of these meetings. So he's written one more book after that called Scaling Up. But I felt that Mastering the Rockefeller Habits was a path-breaking book. Wow! So that I'll, I'll definitely check yeah. this book out. I've never. So I've been I've been gifting that a lot. Then I think personally, I think uh, all the Jim Collins books are phenomenal. Then Go to Create, Build to Last. But Go to Create for me. It was something more that I identified with. And I think the flywheel concept that he talked about, you know, that... Uh, so there are two concepts of the book which I've implemented every day. One is that you build an ecosystem and one thing helps the other. So we build an offshore business that 
trained us and became became better at digital marketing that made us better agency in the country being an agency and a better agency in the country made us better at offshore so that flywheel basically gained momentum and both of we basically kept on becoming better and better at both which gives us a huge competitive advantage in india so mm-hmm. that's the flywheel that he talks about and second thing is that he talks about firing bullets and then calibrating it when they hit the target through the cannonball so every single failure that we've had right digital is about failing you fire bullets calibrate them they hit the target and you throw the cannonball so every single thing that we do in a company we would fire a bullet we'll try it we'll try it out and then see how that can be thrown into a cannonball so uh, that is another author that has really really helped me in my life i think to a certain extent if i go back in fiction i think ayn rand or ayn rand or the way you pronounce her name is another author that has really influenced my life so whether it's atlas shrugged or fountain head or earlier books of realizing that it's almost going against the philosophies that a lot of people talk about that it is the uh, let's say the masses that run the country and not the leaders so what she does in atlas shrugged is she just takes the leaders off and the whole world collapses right so if i believe uh-huh. that if a guy like me was left we'll figure out a way to survive mm-hmm. but the same thing was given to somebody who is not that entrepreneurial or jugado then he may not survive so it's what happens is that each of us have a role to play in the world and we can move the needle of the world and that is what i think is needed so that belief i think and and gives you that belief that so it's, it's, it's quite clear you know one day you'll get a call from prime minister modi and you know he'll say vivek we want to offer you a ministry and which ministry will you opt for happiness ministry of happiness so uae actually has a ministry of happiness which is so in india they have not so they'll have to specially create this position See, basically if you ask me right my belief is very simple happiness brings you success success does not bring you happiness so what is the predominant role government has increase the level of happiness of the country if you can do that everything else will follow exactly right so and the thing is nothing has to follow right and to do happiness you are going to implement the forex method to the whole country is that what the plan is so just think of it this right if you take forex right it is the best way to save everything right resources get saved instead of having 20 things you have three things So unless you make like the biggest road, like all the small no, no, roads, even, you know. No, but even like think about this, right? All the artisans, if you want to make something which is forex, a lot more skill and innovation will go into it, right? That's actually what China is coming to think of it, right? I mean, they have like they went from no infrastructure to like the yeah. bloody the biggest infrastructure. Everything is so big, and, you know, and, and now you kind of yeah, maybe the Chinese Imagine, already right? knew about forex. If every single thing that you do, right? If you want to make something more effective. You know, ask yourself: Is this going to make people happier? Right? You know, I, I can already see both Rahul Gandhi <laughs> and Narendra Modi following up with you on who can use this forex philosophy. But you know what? You know, uh, we just heard about the donut economics at that the TED conference. We talked about the donut method. So maybe the the forex philosophy can really go to improve GDP of countries. I mean, you never know. Yeah. So actually, the TEDx talk that I have, you see, I've given two talks. Right? One is the happiness is a muscle talk, which I think it is taking 
people have done research and taking all those research and putting them into one condensed form that you have to work on happiness every day it doesn't happen automatically but the forest philosophy is something unique because i think mm-hmm. it's it's a lot to do with my refinement of it i following mm-hmm. it personally for 20 years i've seen it improve the quality of life that i've led the mission that i have and the happiness it has given me mm-hmm. so i think it's played a very very important role so i know you don't like to talk about the past but if there are three people you could invite for dinner from the past uh who could they be who would be these people so i think abraham lincoln comes to my mind for some reason abraham lincoln yeah because some of the other it comes to my mind mm-hmm. uh, uh because i think a lot of stereotypes that are removed i think uh it is very very difficult to do what the thing that he did uh in india I would say I think Dhirubhai Mani would be another guy mm-hmm. I would okay. love she to have good. a conversation with right because what he's achieved is just unbelievable I know people who have known him personally and have mind blowing stories to share about him and I think I would say it's some of the current guys right Elon Musk could be one guy who I would mm-hmm. love to spend some time with rather than the past alone uh again and you now you've traveled to so many places around the world so which are the three places you'd recommend everybody to go to at least once in their lives i think montreal may probably be in the list given that you really yeah, love montreal it. during summer definitely in the list okay. not in the winter it was minus 15 <laughs> when i went there last month so but not the best better to go there but uh, so i think you know see i'll you what i'm fond of traveling and i gain experiences which a lot of people may not right so let's say i went to finland I would recommend Finland to everybody, but I jumped in a frozen lake not once but twice. I did, you know, snowmobile uh, riding at hundred kilometers an hour in there in the night on on you know when it's powdered snow which is not been touched and it's just crazy because it just slides right. So it's like you get a drift on the snow. You're going sideways instead of going forward. Wow! <laughs> so it's just crazy feeling, right? Uh, I've done gone on ice breaking ship. So the northern lights. I tried some of the meats that they had to offer. But so if you can go to Finland, then you need to do these things. So it's not about. So if I went to Sicily last month, I climbed, you know, Mount Etna. It had erupted seven months ago. <laughs> Right, it is the so most. For active. you, it's about the experiences, not Absolutely. the place. Absolutely. So, right. what are your top three experiences? Okay, of course, going. To I think Finland. Finland was one definitely. I think for me, experiences are also to be like, let's say, uh, I'm going to Moscow for the FIFA World Cup. Moscow and Saint Petersburg. So, I think I've never attended a World Cup, FIFA World Cup ever in my life. So, this is my first. Wow, this is your first one directly first there, huh? Right. Then, uh, I think my first TED conference also was an experience. Right, Rio, Brazil. was just phenomenal copacabana beach and i could actually I, i was booked and i had to cancel last yeah, minute for some reason it was brilliant it was brilliant what a hmm. place it was so rio is definitely one of the other uh, favorite places that i have but you know what i also like just vegging out and reading books like i went to kosamui there's a w property there which is just brilliant right you're on the beach you're reading a book you're having coconut water in thailand which is heavenly mm-hmm. you're having food I'm very very crazy about Thai food, so that. So, see, I think if you can map out the experiences that you love, like flying, right? I would love to fly in Cape Town. Cape Town is one of the most beautiful places in the world to fly. Mm. I want to learn paramotoring. Uh, so, UAE and Turkey and some of these places they have paramotoring courses. Paramotoring is where they take a normal paraglider, put a fan on your ass, and they wow. can take off from the ground. So you can fly from anywhere. So you can just from the ground take off and fly. 
Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that. So uh, I know this may not be the most appropriate question, but which was the <laughs> last thing which was under ten thousand you purchased? Because I think based on your forex philosophy, nothing could be under ten thousand. So I'll tell you two things that I purchased. Oh, under ten thousand. Yeah, under ten thousand. Okay. So one thing I purchased was the silicon laces. Silicon laces. Yeah. So basically, what they do is right. If you're a sports person, one of the psychological uh, thing always happens is when you're playing a sport and you're moving around. Have your shoelaces opened up mm. because that can really create a disaster for you, right? So what happens in silicon laces is it first of all converts every single sports shoe into a moccasin. So you just wear it. Mm. Just pull it I up. have the same ones, by the way, the silicon laces. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But these are silicon. Yeah, yeah, these are silicon. But you still tie them. No, they are like pre-tied. Acha, right, yeah. exactly. So these are you can convert any existing shoe into this. Yeah, I have that. They are like this. Ah, exactly, yeah. right. So those clips. Right? Like and I like love clips. them because what has happened is I have it's converted all my shoes into moccasin kind of thing. You can just wear them. And secondly, you have never ever anything that your shoelaces are going to open. You don't have to tie yeah, shoelaces only, absolutely, right? Yeah. The I other thing that I bought was something yesterday. So this is basically a hand trimmer spoon. I'm gifting it to somebody who I know has trimmers in the hand. Uh, this was on Kickstarter. I saw yeah, the I think Kickstarter. Kickstarter thing. So I bought it yesterday. Um, I think uh, I see that people who have been so, uh, let's say, independent all their life, uh, suddenly, if they're not able to eat, just because the hands are shaking, hmm. I think uh, it can change their life. So, so what I do is that uh, I have a person yeah, that I told you about. Uh, one of his key KPIs you is have, to let's call him the bag man. <laughs> That's <what. laughs> huh? right. So his KPI is how do I deepen relationships uh, and create more emotional balance with people that I know. Yes, friends, this is Vivek who actually has a person in his team whose KPI is to make his relationship with others deeper, deeper. deeper. with a measurable impact. Measurable impact. So, like I think this gift will create a measurable impact. So even like uh, I've seen that you have to be very clear, right? The KPI should be clear. So this is one KPI. Second KPI is to save me time. So you know what I've just figured out. What you have done is you have taken your entire performance marketing business model and applied it to your own life. I think that's really what it is. Everything is about performance. Everything is about measuring the performance, and then everything is about delivering exponential See, results. They say, uh, that's like, really no. what it is. I mean, now I get it. After talking to you for two hours, <laughs> what you have done is the performance marketing for your own See, self. Simple life rule for is, your own self. So, so whatever gets measured gets done. I think that's the ultimate business. I think Google and Facebook are on the long business. I think if you can build a platform which can take people and say, how do you? Come on this platform, and we are going to help you perform better and better and better. I think that's going to be your next billion or trillion dollar. Actually, the idea is already there. You can yeah. actually Empowerji is is in a way doing that. In a way doing that, yeah, yeah. for a, a different generation. But I think yeah. you could have versions of Empowerji yeah. for. No, no, see, if you ask me, right, we may call it the targeting, but let's put it this way, right? If I take ten things that people do today, book an Uber or something on e-commerce. Have an app to recognize music like Shazam. Uh, subscribe to Netflix or Hotstar or Amazon Prime. Uh, basically, use certain apps for traveling, whether it's flight radar or whatever that tells you the gate and the flight is getting delayed or not. Have ability to use the feature of backing up your phone effectively 
and having cloud storage so that you don't you lose your phone, you don't lose your data. If I just take these ten things, right, I will be surprised if fifty percent of the population of India, or I say eighty percent, has not done this. Absolutely no, right. So if you're taking the height, if you just empower them, right. My friend has installed Hotstar Premium for his father, so he can now watch IPL when he's coming back home from the office, and he can't that's believe it is happening. Yeah, that's a life-changing right? experience for. A lot he can't of believe it's happening. Right? Music, people are losing touch with music because they don't know how to download a song and how to subscribe to Gana or that, and now the CDs and tapes are not available anymore. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Do you have any regrets, by the way? Actually, none. So you know the funny part is right. Uh, I believe that every single thing that happened to my life, which at that point in time was negative, turned out to be the best thing that happened to my life. And I feel that if you take that true philosophy of Jim Collins of firing bullets, calibrating it, right? When you fire a bullet, it is a mistake. It is a regret. You calibrating it, firing one more till then it hits the target. Then you throw the cannonball. So every single thing that has happened, right? I think. In hindsight, the best thing that happened to me, and I think that's very important uh, to feel that optimism really. So I'll give you an example, right? Uh, I have a sales guy, and we walked out of the pitch, and he was. Uh, 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 so I said that you know we're going to get this. It's going to very well. He said, you know, Vivek, you always say that. This time, I really genuinely feel, pardon my uh, that, but I don't think it's gone well. I don't think we're going to get this. And I was thinking to myself, you know. Am I falsifying my optimism? Right? Am I faking my positivity? And I thought to myself, "There's no yar, milne wala hai to. I think it's gone really well." And then I thought to myself, "I said, you know what? I close more sales than him, not because I think I present better than him. I think what happens is because I feel I'm going to get it. I will do everything that is required to close it after that, right? Send a proposal, follow up till the day guy says, "Then no, I'm not going to buy from you. We hired somebody else. I will keep following up, right? Because I believe I'm going to get it." Mm. This guy, in back of his mind, he has this thing that you know, nee aayega. Already given no? up. Exactly, like one percent. So, when the proposal banana aayega, he's going to put in slightly less effort than what I'll put in. He'll do all these things that I would, you know, per se, I will do it hundred percent. He'll do ninety-nine percent. So, just imagine, right? That if you can have that positive attitude. Then actually you become better at everything because you believe it's going to happen to you. And you know what? A lot of times, what you believe is what happens, right? That's what it is, right? I mean, the minute you know the universe conspires to make things happen, Absolutely. and I, you know, Vivek, I mean, with you, I could easily spend four x the time on this podcast, <laughs> and we could record it forever and never end. But you know what? We're going to do is get you back. So I think that's one of the most common themes now that we have to get people back. And I think with you. You never know what you've done in the next time and what <laughs> what thing you have for X. But it has been an absolute pleasure. Believe me, I have learned so many things. I mean, I am going to go back with all of these ideas and implement some of them in my life and see what I can for X. So for now, thanks a lot and a absolute pleasure having you on the show. My pleasure, Vishal. It was lovely to be here. Awesome time. Thank you. Thank you. There she stands, a podcast addict. Outside the bank, having travelled several miles to get in with other poor souls like her, the journey, though daunting for this youngling, will have some comfort because she has downloaded her favourite podcast. 
you can see more of her species on ivmpodcasts.com your one stop destination where you can check out the coolest indian podcasts happy listening